This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Football Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by celery. The show that would never pick a fight with the gaffer. Right, three games unbeaten, three clean sheets, defensive solidity, and the team playing like a team again. But is Chelsea really back? And what of the rift between Jose and Costa? Surely there will only be one winner there. There was no winner in the nil-nil draw against Spurs on Sunday as Jose used Hazard as a false number nine with some success. But it says much when most Chelsea supporters were happy with the point. But to be fair, whatever happens, we do not lose to Spurs. I am Stafford Chich and the name of tonight's show is the Chelsea Football Fancast, The Road to Recovery. Now, after a little bit of a, a false and slow start, we are with you live and direct on Mixler. I am led to believe, reliably informed by people out there who are listening. And they are listening to me, obviously, and they are listening to the wonderful Dr. Mart. Good evening. Fresh from Peru. Fresh from Peru, darkest Peru. He found the marmalade he was looking for. It was pineapple marmalade. Was it really? Yeah. Okay. And we have on the show tonight the lovely, ubiquitous Jonathan Kidd. Oh, I love it to be described as ubiquitous. You, you are. I love it to be on, a, on an award-winning show. I think we should uh, be aware Did we win an award, that. Jonathan? Yeah, yeah, did I th- we? I think, I think you did, I think. No, I think we all did. I think the show did, yeah. I think the yeah, show did, yeah, yes. yes. Yeah. I think Chid mentioned it once on Twitter. Did he? Did, yeah, he? Okay. did I? No, did I don't you, think I mentioned it enough. No, I think I should mention it a lot more. But tonight. now Dan's here, because Dan should be aware that he has contributed to the uh, the success as 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 Dr. Mark. I, I think, would. I think the accepted thing to say is this award is not by me. <laughs> is that what you say in the acting profession? <laughs> not, it, it's not. It's not beside me. Not beside me. No, no it's I, over I, there it on the other side of the room. I, I would like to actually now have it put officially on record that the we don't mention it the award. Eh, we, oh. we don't mention it anymore. But yeah. the last time I will mention it, we right now. 
which is that the award What We Won has absolutely bugger all to do with me, Jonathan and Martin, and has a lot to do with the award-winning Dan Levine, who is lo- it's lovely to have you on the show again, Dan. Hello, lovely to be back. As you're responsible for us winning the award. Um, right, okay. Okay, now you're going to take the praise, take the praise. Anyway, enough of the back-slapping. Uh, on the show tonight, we'll be asking, is Chelsea back? Is Hazard, as a false number nine, the way to go with a misfiring Costa? Plus, we nominate the Chelsea Fancast Match Awards. Didn't in fact introduce Dan. I did. You did. You did. did. Yes, did. you did. As always, Jonathan, you uh, what do they what do they call that in acting terms? Upstage. That's the thing. Yes, you upstage me no, by no, introducing no, Dan immediately. No, I introduce. But no, I'm you don't have to do it deliberately. You do it naturally. That For you, it's like breathing. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Well, I appreciate. Thank that. you, Mr. Pipkin. Anyway, where, where was I? In part two. Oh, yeah. In part two, we will be asking: Is there a future uh, at Chelsea for mean and moody Diego Costa, and is Fabregas a square peg? In a Chelsea round hole. Cue titters. I got titters in the pub earlier. Uh, and do we think Chelsea can make it into the top four? Jose seems to think so. Eight, in, was it 86 to 1? How much to 1? 88 to 1 to win it. Uh, okay. To win the league? Yeah. 88. Yeah, I reckon it's a good Jonathan? Bet. Right, in part three. Have, have I done that already? Uh, no, I haven't. In part three, we'll be looking back at Chelsea's 4 0 win against mighty Maccabee Tel Aviv, praising a magical William, lamenting a dodgy pitch, applauding an excellent away trip and trying to figure out what Chelsea has to do against Porto to qualify for the round of 32. That's quite simple. Could be a very short part of that, Dan. Win. Exactly. Mm. Now, to wrap up in part four, we'll have the results of this week's Man of the Match, Chant of the Match, Guinness and Salary Moments, and the usual roundup of Chelsea supporters news, which I can trail immediately, having had a, a, a pint with Dan in the pub, uh, will mainly, we'll certainly be focusing on... The redevelopment of Stamford Bridge, I'd have thought. There we go. We've got yeah, an exclusive. I yeah. read about that. Yeah, you, you put that in. Uh, was it West London News? Wasn't it that you put it in? What was it in? No, uh, I had something on Eurosport about it. Oh, was it Eurosport? Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I looked at it on Twitter. Yeah. It's good. We, good will, we, we will have an exclusive on the show <laughs> yeah, yeah. tonight from yeah, Young yeah. Daniel. Fact, anyway. Excuse me a second. Don't yes. we just have to draw against Porto to go through? Well, it's complicated. That's, one, complicated. Of the That's complicated. one of the things we're going to talk about it oh, in part three because yes, there's a lot of computation. Right, now, uh, to wrap... Have I done that? Yeah, I've done that. Right, and don't forget, of course, you can listen to the show live every Monday at 7pm by going to mixlr.com forward slash Chelsea hyphen fancast. Excuse me, where... That's the uh, London Lager repeating. Where, of course, you can join in the chat by posting on the live chat page and there are loads of people in tonight. This is what happens when you win an award. Suddenly we get... that's, That's almost twice what we normally have. So good to see the new people in there. Sorry we're a bit late. Uh, so there we go. So they can, you know, chat, post, have a chat with themselves as they normally do, and we'll try and uh, we'll try and take some notice of what they say. Of course, you can also tweet at Chelsea Fancast during the show and tell us what you think about the games and anything else on Chelsea. Now, uh, in a second, we are going to talk about uh, the Spurs match. But first, we're going to have a bit of this. <laughs> Lovely. So retro. So retro. Right. Uh, first thing on the agenda tonight, chaps, is... Uh, I, I, and, I, and I kind of... This can be taken in so many ways. So, so many ways. But is Chelsea back? I mean, by which I really, really mean, Mark. Um, you know, we've put a run together. Three matches unbeaten. Three clean sheets. Three clean sheets. What I really liked most about Saturday... And again, you know, talking to Dan in the pub about this earlier... 
I was really pleased about the defensive solidity, but most of all, I was really, really pleased about the fact they were playing as a team again. What, with 11 players? Well, mm-hmm. we'll talk about that one in a minute, particularly. But the whole fact that they, they looked organised. Yeah. They were solid. They did. They played as a team. They did. That's kind yeah. of the Chelsea that you and I know. Yeah. So were you, would you, do you think they're back or what? Citizen Kane never looking, did he? Do you think they're back? Right, get in there. Yeah. Scores and goals as well would be good. Oh, well, we'll get onto that in a minute. Yeah. But uh, small steps first, no, baby absolutely. steps first. Build from the back. Yeah. Nobody in defence appeared to be um, sticking out as being not playing up to their usual standards. Nobody so was a liability. It, yeah. So so yeah. Uh, Ivanovic looked pretty good. He did. Um, uh, and Cahill, they weren't making those elementary errors they've been making this season. Do you, do you know what? I mean, you, I think you're absolutely spot on. I mean, you know, Zuma, I thought, yeah, was, was very superb, classy. wasn't yeah, he? You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, but yeah. even, I mean, you know, they. Just, uh, do you know what, Rick, uh, apart from Cahill and Zuma, who, 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 who let's face it, uh, you know, can almost be relied upon to, to put in a decent performance and shift. But, but Branner, you know, has been through probably the worst run of form in his career. But I, I thought the way that Branner played was very, very interesting. He, you know, he, tr- he, 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 he played like he'd stripped everything back down to basics, like he's gone away and been rewired and said, OK, what is it that I have to do to be a good player again? What is it that I cannot do to, 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 you know, to make a ricks of things? So he didn't go again. forward you want, you want, a lot. But also he looked quicker. You wonder yeah. whether he's been practicing his sprinting. Yeah. You, they must, they must he's worked hard. You can, to work see, it. You can yeah. see, absolutely. He, he has reinvented himself during his enforced layoff. Well, uh, um, yeah. And but he was good that he picked. He him wasn't as well. doing that thing with his arms behind his back. He oh, no, he did. No, he, he did. He did. He did. It was a couple of times when he didn't. He clearly hasn't been totally rewired. Yeah. You know, if he's doing that still. But I just thought he 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 played cautiously. He played a very risk-free game. I think evidence down by the fact that he he wasn't bombing up forward, leaving huge backs that he couldn't cover. You know, he he grew into the game in the second half. I thought by attacking a little bit more, but it was it was safety first. And I thought, you know, actually fair play. That's actually something really in a, in a way that the whole teams needed to go back to basics to kind of relearn their form. The problem is if you're going to play a game where you essentially set out for a draw, which we sort of did really, then then obviously you, you curtail those risks, don't you? You're not going to be doing that anyway, are you? No, you exactly. You set so, up you set up not to not to, not to allow them to play that ball over the top precisely. to run yeah, after. Yeah. Mm. Um, and and you know so obviously those risks are going to have to come back at some point because we are going to have to start getting three but points. But I, I I disagree in a certain extent. I think that you know you know that wonderful um, that that film uh, what was it called Blue Revolution where, where it had a very insightful uh, moment or two with Jose with the team and there was that wonderful uh, piece where Jose says, "Look, I want you to go out there. We you know I I don't mind if you don't win, but we cannot lose this game." Remember that bit? I, I, I was kind of minded of, uh, of, of that approach. That, and, I, and I mean, actually, you know, I think if you talk to most Chelsea supporters, they would say the thing, the same thing, is that, well, we, we all want to beat Tottenham, but whatever you do, you do not lose to Spurs. But they were it bitterly is, disappointed. You do not, not lose. Winning. And he kind of went out to do that. Yeah. Now, I don't think, I think, I think he went in there not to lose that game, but I think we could have easily nicked that game. Yeah, yeah, easily. Yeah, yeah, certainly. And 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 had Hazard's volley gone in, which was the best moment of the match for me. It was. Yeah, but also, but also Pedro's shot as well. Pedro did very yeah, that well. Was that was only inches over inches the ball, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. There were some very good chances, even Hazard's header. If if, if, uh, if yeah. he just if he just lowered his header, a bit. But he got over the ball yeah. a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. We were good on the break. Yeah, we were very good. That's it. Mm. Well, I mean, you know, it's it, it, you know, I, look. I... I mean, this is the thing. I mean, there were a lot of people getting their knickers in a twist, amazingly enough, on Twitter. I mean, when does that ever not happen? 
But, you know, frankly, I was quite satisfied with that. We didn't lose to Spurs. There is there, there are some things in life that you cannot ever allow to happen, and one of them is losing against Spurs. We didn't lose against Spurs. Spurs actually have been in superb form. Yeah. They play much better than we games have. Unbeaten, They're way above us in the league. Sometimes you've got to remember where you are. But also, those yeah. previous the results. That, yeah, one of their, their previous results. They scored lots of goals. Yeah. They they thought they were going to roll us over, and they didn't. Mm. And they didn't. And yeah. they were. I've got some Spurs mates. So I'm afraid to say, but they were uh, they were bitterly disappointed. Yeah. yeah. They they thought it was going to be. They, 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 they thought, thought they were going to win by a large number of goals yeah. against us, and they thought they were going to get a DVD out of it at the end. At the end of it, and a badge, yeah. a little yeah, and badge, and a, and a poster, and a book. Yeah, a book detailing their famous win. First time in years against Chelsea. I mean, and that is the point. I mean, you know, they they were the favourites to win that match, and they've been on fire. And we null. I mean, actually, somebody did say something really interesting on Twitter, which reminded me of the brilliant uh, managerial and tactical performance by Mourinho in the Capital uh, the Capital One Cup last year. We did a number on them yesterday. Oh. You know, he went out and he he got their measure, and and they they looked clueless. I mean. Really? Did they look? Th- was anybody really worried during the? I, I actually was so unworried during the game. I didn't think they were going to score. I really didn't. There were moments, but no, there are always moments. Yeah, you know, but but they gives, did, it, gives it a mean whack, Kane, doesn't he? Oh, he does. does. Yeah. Begovic, two couple of great saves. Yeah, he did, yeah. you know, but and, and spilled one or two yeah, as well. Kane put in a very good cross to the far post, didn't he? But they they they, they didn't look like the Spurs that's been winning games recently, and no. and, and and if and what you're saying about a team that really really wanted to win it, you know. This is typical Spurs. Before the game, they did a video of they did, some of their they? some of their great victories against Spurs. I say a video, more, more, of, a more of a vine, vine. Yes. yeah, um, just to prove that I do follow you on Twitter. Dan. <laughs> Thank you, um, but you know they were they were really up for it, and and as soon as the game started, uh, only one part of that ground was really up for it. It was the Chelsea, yeah. which was fantastic all game long. I mean, it has the support to, was brilliant. Yeah, the support was brilliant. They went really quiet, didn't they? They did, yeah. yeah. Well, I know I was quite surprised on that because, I mean, you know, I quite happily and nearly will always mock Liverpool, um, Arsenal particularly, Man United for, you know, and to be fair, a bit like us at home, you know, the support's not not brilliant and quite often get outsung uh, by the away fans. But Tottenham, I think, of all of the relatively big clubs are probably the noisiest of the home support and they were Deathly because, silent well, they were expecting to roll yeah. us over, and they were b- bitterly disappointed. It was absolutely obvious. So, but then look at it the other way around. You know, th- this is a, a noon on a Sunday game, and we we hate games like that because normally yeah. at Stamford Bridge, if you've got an early kickoff, it's going to be deathly dull, isn't it? Really, mm, it's true. Um, yeah. and, and they it's were a horrible they, time to kick off. They, they played up. They played up to to that role, and, and and I think all the more should we give credit to the Chelsea away end, which mm. was brilliant. They were fantastic, and they had a right old. Uh, um, you know, they, they came out with some cracking songs, actually. More of that in a minute. Um, the other thing, of course, uh, about the match, which which is kind of connected to what we were talking about, of course, is that, you know, uh, Jose dropped uh, Costa to the bench and, well, technically played with the false number nine. I mean, ha- it, w- it was a bit unsure as to whether it was Pedro or Hazard who was playing the false number nine. I think we could quite happily settle on the fact that it was Hazard. But actually, I thought what was very interesting was that Hazard, William and Pedro and Oscar, to a certain extent, were moving around all over the place. Yeah. And actually, you know, there's some debate as to whether this moved or not. I think the first thing that I would say is that our movement was was very, very fluid. We had a lot of pace on the counter-attack, and that was clearly the game plan that, that he set out. But I think the thing that really struck me, apart from the fact how well Hazard played, and I think he did play well, mm-hmm. albeit no, no, none of them scored a goal, um, but I think the fact that all three of four, three to four of them were interchanging and moving around confused the hell out of the Tottenham defence. So I think, you know, A, 
it kind of worked. We had more movement. We had more pace. But of course, on the other hand, the number of times we still didn't have anybody in the box to get on the ball, or if we had had a big striker in there, he might have done better. Hazard had up being the classic case in point. So, Martin, did it work or not? Up to a point, I think it did. Uh, and you're right, I think it did confuse their defence. But then there was one point, I can't remember which player it was, I think it was Pedro got to the byline, looked to pull it back, and there was nobody there. Mm. It's things like that that are a little bit I know, bit very annoying, I know. And as yeah. I said, you know, had we had a big number nine on the end of that wonderful... Uh, was it Oscar? Oscar crossed it, wasn't it? And then, ha- you know, Hazard couldn't get over the ball because mm. a bit too short, you know. It's very, very difficult. I mean, Dan, Dan wrote very well on this, I think, at the weekend, and he has, a, he has a point of view on this. On the lack of a number nine? Well, I think, okay, just to kind of paraphrase what you said, Dan, it was better than playing with ten men. Yes, yeah, basically. And, and, and the way Chelsea have looked recently with Costa ludicrously not, out of position. Not bothering. Not bothering, you know, looking like the shoulders are down. You know, what we had, because we had... Um, a full 11 on the pitch was effectively everyone giving 9% extra than they would have given in, in yeah. the previous game. Um, and, and that's why we looked so much better and so much more organised. We didn't have a guy who was also, apart from all of the, the, the taking a man out of the equation, we didn't have a guy that was sort of really annoying everyone else. Because you know how it is. You work in an office and there's a guy who's not pulling his weight. Everyone else around him is going to be really, really annoyed about that, aren't they? Um, you, people wonder, well, why do I bother? Um, so... We look better for that. The question, of course, is whether or not Costa comes back from this. Well, we're going to talk about that in part two. I want to go into the, you know, is there a future for him? But I think it's a really interesting point. It's very hard to to make this this call, Jonathan, I think, because, you know, as I said, you know, he was so shocking against Maccabee uh, last week. We, it looked like we were playing for 10 men. So you can understand why Jose did it, apart from making a point. It worked playing Hazard as a false number nine, but only to a certain extent. You can't say it absolutely worked because we didn't score a goal. Well, mm. what's going to happen? It's interesting to see what happens with the selection process at the next game because yeah. Remy will be available because yeah. he's been off with, with his child, hasn't he? He's, he's a very different player once again. Well, Remy's more of the of the of of, of a. Of a, of a kind of hazard and uh, and an Oscar because he, he he floats him from the wing more. He's not so much of a target man. I think we missed a target man on Saturday. Is Falcao injured? Um, yes, he's yeah. got a, he's, a knee but he's, problem. He's back, I think, uh, ready for next week. Although God hopes whether or not he's he back play. is a different matter. Yeah, yeah. but uh, you know, we, 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 I suppose we're going to talk about this later on. Me about the whole process of why why they hit, they they haven't purchased a, <sighs> uh, a, a, a why they, they've got such a problem with the strikers. Um, uh, uh, there's a rumour, isn't there, that, that um, they're going to buy somebody from South America in January. There normally is. There's a number of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's true. Adding to it. Yeah. It <laughs> won't but, be um, Neymar then. Yeah, it's... it's, it's uh, I mean, I, I just felt it was the first time that we'd actually had any movement at all properly mm. from up front. And it was the fact that Hazard was doing it was, was almost rather irrelevant. It just made you realise that when you have, a, you have people who are... Who are Pro- striking properly, are playing properly. They they put pressure on the centre halves because centre halves are moved out of position all the time. Then well, the exactly. other players get in, which hasn't been happening at all this but season. But the trouble the trouble is, is that without a proper centre forward, nobody was running in that space no, to get right. on. And the, end and of the, the ball, ball isn't held up as yeah. much by by. We hope that that Costa would hold the ball up if he was playing, but he hasn't been doing that either because he's been doing that thing that Drogba did. Remember, Drogba got fed up under Scolari and, yeah. and hid on the wing. Goes yeah. wide, and uh, yeah, yeah, and he's doing exactly the same thing. Yeah. And just not getting involved. Yeah, we've got a real problem with him, I think. But we are, we're yeah, going to we talk a talk lot about, about that, that in, yeah, in, in part yeah, two. But yeah, I, yeah. I just think we were kind of caught between a rock and a hard place yesterday. Yesterday, and I, I do think it worked to a certain degree. I tell you what, I really, really did like to see, and this is something that we don't get with Costa because I don't think he's really blessed with with 
you know, electric or electrifying pace. But it was really good. To, Pedro, I thought, had a super game. And he's I, and fast, yeah. Yeah, you know, he's, he's really game, quick. Yeah. And I just, West Brom, so. Yeah, he was. Yeah. You know, and I think with, with, with a lot of that, and I've, we've been saying this on the show for weeks, you know, that there is no visible or obvious style of play that Chelsea have, which is very odd for a Mourinho side. But we do kind of have the players to play a counter-attacking game. When you actually add that to the fact that so many sides in the Premier League play with the high press, actually a ball over the top or, or on the diagonal with somebody like Hazard William or, or Hazard running onto it. Or Pedro. Or Pedro. Or it, it, yeah, it's surely it a way It seems to be forward. the way that, that, that Leicester are playing. And it why seems not? It's working yeah. for them. So. Or, or Palace is another yes, side. another one. Absolutely. You know, why, why, I mean, if you can't beat them, join them. Yeah. You know, why not? Anyway, that's a, that's a, that's a good point. Now, um, it's time really now for that uh, my ha- my most hated moment of the week, but apparently for the people that like this show, their most enjoyable moment of the week. Which that might be Jonathan. Can you get your knob out? No, because of course it's a radio show. <laughs> of course. So that would be a little bit be pointless. A terrible waste. Some yeah. may say it would be pointless anyway, but particularly on a radio show. For those of you listening in black and white, you know. I don't know. You've got me there, Chidge. Okay. Sorry, Martin. Yeah. Have you? you you have an idea what the most favourite moment of the week is? Well, for face for blah, blah, blah. Oh, That's almost it. my favourite moment even of the week. I can't say it. You stumbling Fra- over the most simple of the English week. words. Are we talking about the whole week? Or, well, or, or, it could be, you know, not for me, but for people who listen to this show, apparently it is. Is it, by any chance, the Chelsea Fancast Match yep. Awards? There we go. Dan, being a journalist, is the only one amongst us who can actually read. He read the script. He did, he read the script. No, I thought it was a test. I didn't want to cheat. <laughs> okay, now you look out there on Mixer La Land, innit? Mixer la land. If you, I hope you can hear me still. I've got no idea because it's just been shocking tonight, the technology. But what I need you to... We've gone down from 82 listeners to 57. Mm. I wonder why is that, that was. That's because the, the sound's working now. Yeah, maybe. That's probably what it is. Anyway, the point is this. is It's time for the Chelsea Fancast Match Awards. So I need you to tell me what it is you would like to vote for or nominate. And then in the break, I will, I will put them up on Twitter and... Uh, and uh, and you can vote on them, and then we'll reveal it in the last part of the show as we do. So, um, to start the ball rolling, who who out there in Mixler Land would like to be your man of the match? Just to uh, keep the chat going, I, I I would say for me it's either Zuma or, or Hazard. Hazard for me. Hazard. 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 Who's that commentator who goes Hazard? Eden Hazard. Hazard. It was the one on the. It was that BT Sport one uh, for the Maccabee game. Hazard. <coughs> what an absolute. Plonker. He, tries to, he tries to get all the names of the correct pronunciations, doesn't he? Some of them do that. Okay, we're getting we're getting a few a few coming in here. Oh blimey, they're they're coming in so thick and fast. Pedro Hazard, Begovic, Begovic, Hazard. Uh, it's oh, it's going, going, going. Here we go. That's better. Right, there we go. Andy. Hello, Andy. Yeah, I've got that for the. Uh, I've got Shalom, Shalom. We are the Chelsea boys. Is one of the chants of the match, or have I? Maybe I haven't. Different the, game. Different match. There seems to be uh, nobody going for Zuma, which I find really, really disappointing. <clears throat> so that makes me even more determined to nominate him, and I'd see a lot ignoring me. Uh, but there's, yeah, there's a lot of split opinion this week. Um, okay, well, you know, we'll, we'll park that and we'll put it up in the break, but we're, we're quite happy with Zuma and Hazard, I think, aren't we? Because Zuma yeah. had a cracking game. I'm not happy with Zuma, but he was good. But I mean, I, well, I thought, what are you not happy with Zuma? No, only just the voting process. I want to vote for Hazard ahead of Zuma. But we nominate two. I know. I'm just saying, but I'm not interested in the other. You want to vote for Hazard? Just vote for Hazard. No, that's perfectly. Thank you very much. Perfectly acceptable, Jonathan. Well, 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 state point well much. made. Thank you. Well made. Though Zuma was good. Go back to your soya milk. Love. Thank you very much. Right. Soya. It's, where's the Where's the pea soup? Rice cream. I, I don't feel as ill as I did last week. You, is that why you had the pea soup? Yeah. It's really, yeah. Really yeah. You're looking much better. Thank you very much. Your hair's grown a bit. No, I've had a haircut. 
that's it. But it's kind of grown upwards. No, yeah, I've had a little zhuzh put in it. You got product zhuzh. in there, haven't you? Yeah, zhuzh. Yeah, zhuzh. Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's, called it's called a zhuzh. Zhuzh by L'Oreal. Because you're worth it, Jonathan. Dan, Zuma and Hazard nominees, would that work for you? Yeah, I might go Hazard and Pedro myself, but. But it's only going, going yeah, one, way. It's, it's one way. This isn't it, really? But it's a, yeah, but it, yeah. Pedro Hazard, was good as well. Yeah, Hazard's got to get Pedro it. But there were a lot of good performances, and I think, my God, how many? There times were some bad performances say? as well, though. Really? Well, who was bad? Matic still isn't there yet. Yeah, Fabregas. Fabregas, Fabregas was bizarre. Shite, I think bizarre, sort of, yeah, shocking. Um, and uh, that's about it, actually. Yeah. I think. Okay, well, that's it's less efficient. than normal. Yeah. Normally, it's been the other way around. Two good performances, yeah, two, everybody else has been shocking. Actually, Begovic so. is not a bad show. I don't think it's a bad show either. Now, mm. chance of the match, uh, just going from Tottenham, I mean, for me, it was just delightful to hear, if I had the wings of a sparrow... The arse of a dirty old crow. If I had the arse of a crow, mm. I'd fly over Tottenham tomorrow, tomorrow and, and shit, shit on, on the, the bosses bosses below. Below. Shit on. on. I know, it's just lovely to hear that in context. Yeah. I haven't heard that one for a very yeah, long time. I love that song. It's almost, it's a 60s song, it that is, one. It is, isn't it? Ooh, yes. Yeah. Anyway, it I heard that loud and clear. I mean, the fact that the Chelsea choir were in full effect at Spurs. The other one I quite like, which was aimed at Harry Kane, of which there were several aimed at Harry. Spit on he spits when he talks. Beating. He spits when he talks. Which, anything to take the piss what out of Harry. What happened to the Harry Kane's like Wanker song? What? Don't do that anymore. Harry Kane's a wanker. Harry he wears a wanker. No, because only Phil ever sung that. Did he? Yeah, if you remember in that I pub. I seem to remember quite a lot of people singing um, it. There's a late run. There's a late run for me uh, for a, an excellent song that was sung out in Maccabi, uh, Tel Aviv. And uh, Andy Silverman reminded me of this, and, I, and I'm glad he did, which I just thought was Dan's already smiling. Shalom, shalom, we are the Chelsea boys. Shalom, shalom, we are the Chelsea boys. I'd love to know what the remainder of it was. I can't remember, but it was brilliant. It was it's probably really if you are a Tottenham fan surrender all you die. <laughs> Something like that. Mm. But anyway, I just thought distinct was, lack of imagination. I'm, I'm quite, I'm quite tempted to to chuck that one in there, but we'll we'll discuss that in the break. I can't see what you're saying because you've given up and got bored of it. So are we doing this on two matches then, or just one? Uh, well, we can throw in whatever we want. Right. Uh, Guinness moment for me. <laughs> uh, the hazard volley is probably going to absolutely. Absolutely yep. slam it, but uh, I think Oscar's not nutmegs. Well, they were good, weren't Oscar's nuts gets. Uh, I think Oscar's I nutmegs are more celery moments, really. No, 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 no. They're Guinness moments because it's about skill, Martin. Yeah, Although right. they were funny, I accept yeah. that. But for me, they're Guinness moments. Oscar nutmegs, you like that? Has its volley. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to vote for that, Jonathan. Has its volley, though the nutmegs were. They were uh, entertaining. Amusing. Were they? The fact they kept on doing them. Yes, that's what I like. Yes. Dan has its volley. Mm. Okay, well I'll get the nominations in for Oscars, Nuts and uh, Hazard's Volley. Uh, salary moment, well there are many here. I forgot to add this one in which I'm going to put back in there now. If you don't think that Fabregas spinning 360 and then kicking a free kick all the way across the, across the pitch into touch is not funny, <laughs> then there is something very, very <laughs> wrong with you. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. I groaned, I'm afraid though. I didn't find it very funny. Mate, I laughed. And I was on my own. And I, I found him kicking the ball at William funny. It was about the it only light hard. moment in a dreadful performance from it. Yeah. it but that was just so shockingly <coughs> awful really you had was. to laugh. Because if you didn't laugh, Jonathan... You're not really a, a proper man. Or you would cry. That's true, I would actually. Yeah. I, I wasn't yeah. blubbing though. So I'm, I'm tempted to ha- have a bash at that one. But there are two here which are also very similar. Uh, one is... Uh, I'm not going to nominate uh, Costa throwing the bib. Because that was just pathetic. But I am going to nominate Mikel laughing at Costa throwing the bit. I love that. Because, again, yeah. if you didn't laugh at that, you know, you need your head given a wobble. Yeah? That was classic Mikel. Mikel, who, who is a bit of a comedian on the sly, is a really funny guy. But, but just looking at a man having a proper flounce and going, what the... 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, Andy's coming in with a late run here, which is Kirsty's flag on show by by George and and Scoots. Out in Israel, yeah. Mm. We've got lots to discuss in this break, haven't we? Blimey, that's a very good late shout. But um, okay, going back to the salary moment for this week, which of course Andy is picking up on. It, there's a lot of photographs of Costa throwing the bib and Mikel laughing on video and uh, in in the printed media. But for me. The real mystery in this photograph is what was Rick Glanville doing sitting behind John Obi McKell? Because he was, with his flat cap. And I alerted him to this very salient point. And all he did was reply with an emoji of a smiley face with sunglasses. So I don't really have a clue what that meant. Well, there's, there's, there's a, a boring answer to this, and it's the true answer. And that it's is the that press box. at Spurs, yeah. the, the, the press box is right behind the dugouts. And I, I was sat behind the, the Spurs dugout. And I, I remember being there a few years ago. And, and this is how long ago, because Carlton Cole was on the bench for Chelsea. And um, Carlton Cole was listed in the programme as being 29 years old, and he was only 19. And I showed this to him, and he wasn't really sure what was wrong with it. Bless him. Uh, oh, <laughs> lovely. Not the sharpest knife in the drawer. Then. No. <clears throat> so, you know, we have a lot to nominate. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to have a quick break and then we're going to figure it out and then we're going to shove it up on Twitter. Dan, you got a late runner here? No. No, no. Okay. All right. So after the break, uh, we will be asking, and of course, don't forget, go and vote on this on Twitter because that's where you'll find it. So all the people that are listening now, you know where to go. Right. After the break, we'll be asking, is there a future at Chelsea for mean and moody Diego Costa? And is Fabregas a square peg in a Chelsea round hole? And do we think Chelsea can make it into the top four? Jose seems to think so. We will see you in a minute. The only place for Chelsea fans. Footballfancast.com Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Okay, welcome back. This is the Chelsea Football Fancast. I am your wonderful host, even though I do say it myself. Uh, feel free to disagree at any moment in this show, but I am, in fact, Stanford Chidge. Now, in this part, we're going to have a chat, really... Uh, mainly about Costa, mainly about Fabregas, and also about whether we can finish in the top four. But to kick it all off, uh, let's talk about Costa, which is really, does he have uh, a future? Now, uh, the club, that is. And I mean, this is not just because he threw his bib at Jose or, or ate on the team bus on his own or didn't really do a warm-up and basically acted like a petulant child. Because to be really honest, I think Martin was saying this before I was delighted to see yeah. him that angry. I, I like people to be angry that they're not playing. Yeah. I like people to be sit him on the bench yeah, for another you know? three games. And it'd be yeah, mad you know, if, if you're happy him. about being benched, yeah. you shouldn't really be yeah. playing at the and club. Did he at actually all. lob the bib at Jose? He chucked it well, over his shoulder. Did he lob it at Jose? Who knows? But come on, it's petulant, and yeah. he he, you know, they've got cameras on them. They well, know no. it. So to do that is all a bit stupid. So it's not really about that. And I think really the point is is that he's just been absolutely off the boil now since really. Uh, somebody's phone's making a horrible noise. Uh, he's been off the boil since, I don't know, 
last Christmas? I don't know. I mean, it's nearly a year that he hasn't mm. really been on it. He's not. Here's the other interesting thing. Jose's been hugely supportive of Costa until he stopped scoring goals. Mm. And at the end of the day, you know, that's for me, that's really, really revealing because Jose can be very, very loyal, but not at any price. You know, you're a professional footballer. You're a striker. Your job is to score goals. You're only useful to me if you're scoring goals. And that's what's coming across to me. Because his reaction shouldn't be to flounce about publicly. I mean, and that was just like a child. That'll be all like a flounce, hating. though, Jonathan. Well, I don't. I, I flounce because that's, that's, my, that's my profession. Yeah. I'm allowed to. <laughs> yeah. you know, you're what, a professional. I'm, you know, flounce flounce I'm even I'm wearing an actor's scarf at this I, moment. I just but, reiterate know. this for the people listening live. Jonathan Kidd is a professional flouncer, not to be confused with a professional fluffer. Yeah, that's complete. I don't think you need to be a fluffer anymore because they've got Viagra. Have they? Yeah, I don't they've, been, you need. they've all been made redundant. Yeah, completely. That's appalling. Yeah. Have they got a union? Yeah, uh, a fluffers union? Yeah, probably. Did they yeah. go on strike? Yeah, yeah. They, they've got a bit limp about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll set them up. You, yeah, anyway. That's a job, it sucks. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Mind you, a lot of them are quite wooden. Anyway, yeah. moving. It's not fair. I was really. I laughed at your jokes. The minute I say something funny, you could deliberately do the tumbleweed. I hate you. Only the blues. Sweet Jesus, my ears. What the hell did I just join? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's, I, blame Jonathan. In when in doubt, blame Jonathan. But no, there's a good point that you were making there, Jonathan, which I completely ruined for you. But anyway, no, I, just, I just yeah, it, it, you should keep that behind closed doors. You shouldn't be exhibiting <laughs> that. You know, and also um, to make no effort to warm up and to uh, so obviously he's not going to come on anyway because if but, he, he, you know, what's but Jose said basically that he was never going to play him in the first place. So on that basis, why stick him on the bench? I suppose it's a form of punishment, isn't it? Is you, you, you've got mm. him sitting there publicly being humiliated no no it's working he's getting angry yeah. i think i think it's really I mean, you know what i mean you know dan dan no doubt will have an interesting take on this because i did i did find the fact that the the main news agenda from the chelsea match was all about the costa versus jose issue and the you know more costa crimes but in another way and actually the reality is is that a lot of the the, the players who commented on it as in the, the players who are now pundits what I thought was very, very interesting was the fact that they all had an issue with it, and the issue that they had with it was not the sensationalist side of it, which is, but it was that it was the it, destruction. He was hanging of, out to dry, was no, it? No, it was the that? destruction of the team ethic. That's what they objected to. You know, because they were all saying, "No, I'm sorry." I mean, Danny Murphy, love him or hate him, I actually think talks quite a lot of sense. He's quite a considered pundit, unlike some of the other pellets you get on there. But he was saying, you know, actually, no, it's not. It's not good that he refused to warm up with everybody else. It's not how it is. You know, it's a it's a team game. And even if you are on the naughty step, you've still got to show, you know, some sort of loyalty to the team. You know, you've got to show it, which is a bit like you saying he shouldn't flounce, but from a, the other side of the coin. Yeah, yeah. So I think it was very, very interesting that the, the perspective of the, you know, that the ex-players was, was somewhat different from, from the media and the journalists. And I think they have a point, you know. It's, bottom line is, mate, it ain't all about you. It's about the team. So start acting like it. I think that's kind of the message that was coming across. Yeah, definitely. And, and he's going to have to, isn't he? Because Jose's got this decision now about whether he's got a player there that's, that's repairable, reparable. Is that the word? Repairable. Repairable. Encroyable, is it going to go? Reparable. Yes. Repairable. Um, fixable. Fixable. Let's go with that, yeah. Or indeed, has just got to be shipped out. Yeah, shape up or ship out, son. Yeah. But the reason, not, the sh- reason that not ship up or shape out, as I said last time <laughs> on the show. Hey. The reason he's stuck him on the bench is because he's not playing well enough. Yeah. He should he should appreciate that rather than. Uh, do you think than, he than might have throwing added, a strop? Do you think he might have added something to the game in the last ten minutes? Maybe. 
because well, that's when I wanted to see him come on. When you know, if you if you got if if. Mourinho's argument is he's low on confidence, he's not got goals before match. So, okay, I'm interesting response to a guy with low on confidence to humiliate him on the bench. But, um, okay, that's the way, he, I mean, he's the expert in man management, that's what he's decided to do. But I still think that if you could have brought him on for 10 minutes with fresh legs, got him the goal, got Chelsea the win, would that have helped him? Would he have bothered? Or well, thinking he hadn't warmed up? He hadn't done anything, so would he, have, would he have pulled something? Would he have pulled his hamstring? Of would course, have, uh, the answer is Mourinho knows far, far more about this because he's the guy working with him every day, every day. So, so who can say? But It's very difficult, isn't it? I mean, the bottom line is, is that we've got a massive, massive problem because we've got a striker who um, is either low in confidence or disinterested, but either way, either one of them, we've got a striker who isn't scoring goals. Uh, we've got a striker who Mourinho doesn't think is good enough, Remy, and we've got a striker who... Is as I think somebody put this beautifully in the in the in the paper is is one of the worst vanity projects ever vanity seen. Project, vanity yeah. buys yeah. in Falcao, who's clearly not at it. So we we've left ourselves with no strikers. Utterly vulnerable. Yes. Well, Fal- Fal- Falcao's injured. Yeah, so but he was out of the equation. Mate, you know, he, he, yeah. he when Rem- he was fit, he looked like he was bloody Rem- injured. I he agree. was rubbish. Remy, Remy's out of the equation because he's on compassionate leave or something. Yeah, but this is, we're talking about this Sunday. Look, Martin, He'll whether he's on compassionate leave or not, Remy is not the answer, nor is Falcao. And at the moment, nor is Costa. Goals. Yeah, but he, he normally... Who does? He, he comes, Remy. He comes, how many goals he comes on and gets goals. How many minutes he's been on the well, pitch? That's a, that is a, that's a valid point. But I've also seen Remy play when he's been given the opportunity because Costa's either been suspended or injured and he's not looked not not looked good enough smart the fact mm-hmm. is is that Jose and the board are equally culpable in leaving us this fecking vulnerable without decent strikers I said this you at the said end this, of last season Jonathan you said at the end of last season it was the first thing you said on this show this season you came in here with the right raving hump, brought everybody down. It's we true, were all happy. Yeah. We were all happy because it was the beginning of the season. Not Jonathan. I was he completely negative. About, I did. I said, my hat is off. We are not worthy. You called it at the beginning of the season, mate. Fair play to you. Thank you. I don't like being proved right. But you're bloody right. The signs were there. We've made he a right He cock hadn't up. been contributing towards yeah. the end of the season. You were right, mate. And, and, he just, he, and, and he, all he gets involved <laughs> in the, is the, in the scraps. That's all that happens. So is the demise of our strikers, though, down to not getting the service from midfield? Well, I think... That, well, I mean, Dan and I and you, in fact, were talking about this in yeah. the pub. I'd be interested to hear what Jonathan... be the next thing on the script. Yeah, well, ba- ba- well, we'll... See talk- what I've done there? I, I do, but we, we, there's a few more things to talk about about Costa. But, I mean, mm. Jonathan might be interested to hear this because we did the real podcast in the pub before. Yeah, talk, so what, talk, what did we, you decide? Did talk, you record we, that? We, is sadly, that, is that no. Is it going out? Is sadly, going out? no. It's much no, better no. than this pile of shit. Of course. You know, not because you weren't there. No, right? no, 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 I'm no, sure no, I have my, my lack of contribution contributed. I've just realized Don't, you're making flounce. <laughs> I know, but I've just realized what we've said. It sounds, I'm flouncing within. It sounds terrible, Jonathan. It's not what we meant, honestly. No, I'm happy to do it. But that. no, the point that we meant was. Oh, uh, don't hit me with that bib. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe there's a point. Uh, oh, my God, the pink. The pink bib has gone flying and it's coming straight back into Dan's face. Uh, but uh, the point that we were making was that uh, whilst, yes, Costa's been playing like shit for a long time now, isn't scoring the goals, isn't playing in the same way, has got no confidence, is searching for the ball on the wings and not getting it. All of these things are true, without a doubt. But maybe what we should also consider is that when we were playing really, really well last year, uh, Fabregas was feeding Costa. They were going together like a hand in glove in the mm-hmm. way that, uh, that Frank and Didier used to play. Mm-hmm. You know, f- uh, Frank used to feed Didier, Didier used to feed Frank, and it was a wonderful uh, symbiotic relationship. And actually, to a certain extent, 
So was Fabregas and Costa. Fabregas, of course, has been playing like utter shit as well. But I just wonder how much the two have influenced each other. We didn't really get to the answer to that, did we, Dan? Well, with Fabregas, I think one of the things that I've made, a point I've made in the past is he's, he's like a high-end product. You know, he's, he's not something you can chuck into a, a rubbish old, you know, clunking car. You know, he's, 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 he's high-octane petrol or whatever. And he works very, very well when the engine's running very well. But when the engine's misfiring, as Chelsea are at the moment, he's just a spare part. It's just pointless and a waste of time. Mm. And that's what we've seen. And, and, and one of the points I was making recently was that for him to play well, he needs Chelsea to play well. But for Chelsea to play well, they need him to play well. Mm. So how do we break that cycle? Mm. Is it a, a, one of the many big questions around Chelsea this year? You're right, because oddly about him, he's, he's not very good at some of the basic stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he's. He, he, uh, well, I mean, I, I know I've had a downer on him from the beginning of the season, and I, and I and I admit openly, I admit it's an absolute bias against the fact that I can't stand Arsenal and I can't stand Barcelona, and I see him as a, uh, you know, I just see him. As somebody who is not Chelsea, which is horribly myopic, old school, call it what you want, but that's that's how I you see, see it. Him as a square peg. It's in well, the that was me being kind. Uh, but the fact of the matter is this: is that you know we've been saying all season that he he, he doesn't have the physicality. Uh, he's not no. the big, powerful. He's not an Essien or somebody like that. No, uh, he hasn't got any pace. So he's left for dead when they break through from midfield. He can't tackle or defend because he, because he played for Arsenal and, and Barcelona. Nobody's ever taught him how to defend because they don't consider it important. So all of these things for me make him completely not a bloody Chelsea player. But I mean, yesterday was even worse because he, he couldn't even do the one thing that he's supposed to be really good at which is to pass the ball. I mean, we laughed about it in the last part, Jonathan, about the free kick that went into Dutch. That pretty much summed up his day. Didn't he give the ball away 16 times yeah. in, in the first Absolutely half? Absolutely had the, we, we only had the 19 passes or something. Yeah. Ridiculous. But I think Dan's got a point, actually, moving on to, to, uh, to, to Fabregas, as we have, which is, you know, we don't play the way that, suits Fabregas's game which is really why I posed the question when I wrote the script which is you know is Fabregas a square peg in Chelsea's round hole and why did it work last year for him well this is what that I can't what understand I, in the pub. I know I, this is what What's I can't the figure between out now and a year ago when it was all it well, was all going what do you think I, I been, don't know was the he being protected by Matic more Maybe, maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe he was, but he wasn't playing further forward, was he? Which is, of course, where he does for Spain, which where, where he looked really good. The match was fantastic at pressing. Wasn't there's, there's a lot period. in that, I think, and there's there's a lot in the way that the whole team is sort of slightly out of kilter because we go back to Ivanovic again. You know, Ivanovic is now because he's lost that yard of pace, he's been caught out of space quite a lot. So Matic is being dragged dragged over there. So Matic isn't there to cover for Fabregas. Fabregas isn't doing what he should do properly. The whole machine's not working. You know, there's all sorts of different things. Yeah, it's misfiring. It's a real bloody shambles, which we've been saying for weeks and weeks and weeks. But, I mean, I've got to be honest. You mean, this is, this is what I don't understand. And I, and I wonder how much this is affecting Jose. I mean, OK, it did work for a while. There's no doubt about that. Up until Christmas, we, we were st- astonishing. And that's the best attacking football I've seen us play, you know, since Carlo was around and we were whipping teams for fun with a lot of pace. But, I mean, you know, when I see a, a Jose Mourinho team, what I want to see and what I expect to see is... A very physical team, a, a very powerful team, and most of all, fundamentally, a very organised and disciplined team that basically defend as a team. And then with a striker up front who bludgeons people to death 
and with a few players from midfield who can make a good run and score a goal. We got a portion of that that's, on Saturday, didn't that's we? That's what got, you get. the team was defending much better than they have They been. were, weren't they? But the difference being, and I think this is what I, what I, I, I think, really do think that, that Jose's really caught between the devil and the deep blue sea this season. He, I, I think he doesn't quite know what to do because he hasn't quite got the players to play any one of the three styles that we're talking about, which is the... You know, kind of Barcelona light, Chelsea of the 2004 to 2007 era, or the modern game, high press, counter attack. You know, we've got players who can play some of that, but not players who can play any one of those systems properly. What, what do you think about that? So instead, we're playing sort of Charlton of the mid 90s. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe. It's a real. <laughs> it really annoys me. But you know, going back to Costa as we were, here's the thing. Do you think? Do you think you'll be off in the summer, Dan? Well, you, I mean, it's a difficult one to know, isn't it? Because I mean, has Jose given up on him? I, I doubt. I doubt he's given up on him, but he's obviously very, very frustrated with him. Um, he does defend him. He does, certainly, yeah. yeah, And, and has done an awful lot this season. Um, the, the question, of course, is what happens in the next game? You know, does he bounce back mm. from it? Um, he will run out of patience very, very quickly if, if Costa doesn't give some effort to this game. Mm. I mean, it really frustrates me because, you know, again, uh, you know, we, we missed a trick here. You know, we could have had Bamford here. We could have we could have kept Solanke here. And well, indeed, because if, if he doesn't play Costa, he, he, <clears throat> we've got Falcao and, and we go back to Falcao and Remy. So if he doesn't work with Costa and he doesn't play Costa, there's nobody else to come in. So they're going to have to do something in January. Yeah, but it just goes whether, whether it means whether they bring they bring well, yeah. bring uh, some of the the low knees back or or whether they just go out and purchase. But uh, and purchase is probably more likely. It's more likely, is. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, they've really fire Falco. I think he's off. How does he work with a loan? Can you offer? Oh yeah, 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 in January. Yeah. Falco will be do, going. Do you think period. he'll ever play for Chelsea again? No, I don't think he will. No, definitely not. What is there, four weeks to go? Yeah, and and he's injured for about two weeks of that. Falco will definitely be off, so we definitely need to get somebody in. But we need to get somebody decent in because, you know, we need to to get somebody in who is better than Remy and uh, can fill in for Costa when he's crap. There's a fella at Everton that scores a lot of goals. Yeah, but he didn't want to stay here because he didn't have the no. balls to fight for his place. Exactly, and that's the issue. And and this is always going to be a bit of a problem, isn't it? Because the way Chelsea are set up, you have to have a, a big, flouncy, main-choice striker. Well, and all Mourinho's have, teams have had that. Yeah, and then you have, have to have a number two who's happy to sit mm. on the bench. And, and the problem is, in that particular place, good strikers are flouncy. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you buy someone who's not flouncy, they're not going to be a very good striker. No. Ibrahimovic? He's, he's quite flouncy, isn't he? Very, very, very flouncy. Yeah, but he, 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 won Cavani, the, he won the Champions flouncy. League with Mourinho, didn't he? I, I don't yeah. know. I mean, the fact of the matter is, so. is that they're not going to solve this problem, um, I think, properly in, in the January sales because you, you invariably don't. I mean, this is a problem. Well, they'd, they'd be cut tight anyway, wouldn't they, for the uh, mm. Champions League? I mean, presumably, <laughs> presumably we get into the... Yeah, uh, well, we'll find out we'll next find week. Out next week yeah. I mean, the thing is this, is that, you know, I, I have a feeling that Costa might go actually, in the summer, because I think Mark, Mark Barford, who's, hello, Mark, nice to see you in here. He made a really good point a minute ago, which is that, you know, I think believing the rumours that we've heard, Dan might be able to shed some light on that too, but, you know, he's not massively happy in London. He doesn't like it here. He's not learning the language. No. He, he doesn't like it. He'd think he'd rather be in Spain. I would be, you know, amazed if he's... I really well, will that was be the rumour in the summer, said, wasn't it? Yeah. There was a rumour at the end of the season Jose that he persuaded wasn't, ha- wasn't happy here. Jose yeah. persuaded him to stay. Oh, how does he repay that? He comes back overweight with a bad attitude. I thought the other thing is just to kind of put a final lid on this, which was really interesting, because, of course, Drogba was on uh, goals on Sunday whilst the match was going on. 
And 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 he was very critical of drug uh, of Costa, saying, "Look, I, I've been there. I went through a slump. I nearly left. I wasn't happy, you know. And I was diving around. The fans didn't like me, but I turned it round. And you know, basically, he needs to rein some of the provocation in, because he basically drug was was saying, the, the more times you get messed up in all the aggro." You lose focus on your game. Well, people did get on his back, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they did. Against they Norwich. very much. No, I'm talking about Costa as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Costa had his Drogba moment. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I read Drogba's book while I was away in holiday. It's a very, very interesting book. It does talk about the thing, exactly the things you're talking about now. Well, there you go. Right, um, and finally on, on Fabregas. I mean, you know, how, how, do we, how do we solve Fabregas? I mean, you know, I, I, personally, I just don't see him as a Chelsea player. You know, I, I I don't see us. I mean, I I think the Barcelona light idea has been and gone. I mean, you know, we tried it unsuccessfully for years and years and years. Give it up. I think we need to find a definitive style that Jose wants to play, which will win us shit. And frankly, that's either the counter-attacking style, which I think would suit a Mourinho team because it revolves around having a very good, solid defence and controlling the game and then hitting people on the break, or it's just going pace and power, which is kind of going back to how... We used to play when we had, you know, with big, you know, players like SCS and Balak, you know. Mm. But we need to, we need to do that. But for me, I, you know, I, I would, I would, I will be ecstatic if I see his elbow, this fecking ticker tack crap. Good call from Kurt Chelsea. Paul Pogba is how you solve. Well, the there we go. Magic hat problem. He just, He's well, not likely to come there, yeah. is it? Because they're building, they're building Juventus, also building Juventus into a, into a side to to mm. to win the Champions League at the moment. You know, they were in the final last year. How are really they doing un- in the league un- at the moment? Because they were doing as shockingly as we were early doors, weren't they? I think they've improved. Have they? Well, we will see. I think, as always, this will run and run. Very finally, um, Jose was uh, very upbeat after the game, and I think actually deservedly so. I mean, it, you know, in, in, in the place that we are, that was a decent <coughs> point against Tottenham. Team performance, that's what he said. Um, but he was very adamant that he thinks that uh, Chelsea can still make the top four this season. Now, I can't remember the exact uh, ratio, but. If we are going, if we yeah, I mean it's it's slightly over two points, but it basically will require a run like we had to win the league last year. But at the same time, now on the league is in a very strange state. Well, there you go, and the chances are everybody's beating everybody else because all the lower. I mean, Norwich played much better against Arsenal than they played against us the other day. Well, they They should have won it. If they hadn't had check, they would have done. How many points have we got now? 15. 15. 15 points, yeah. and we, we went down recently. points we need, than we were We need somewhere like 72 to 76 points. About, so we need, oh, yeah, yeah. We need 52 points, points, they reckon, from the last whatever That makes sense, yeah. yeah, yeah. From whatever, how many games we've got left. Um, so it's going to be really hard. And I, but I think, Jonathan, I think you're, you're all right, actually, because I would normally say, bloody hell, that is a massively tough ask, give it up now, but... Uh, I think the mitigating thing is is that this is a very strange league this year, and I think City, Arsenal, Liverpool, Man United, Spurs, whoever, they are all going to lose games. They are all. You're not going to get. I mean, even City aren't going to run away and go on an unbeaten run for ten, fifteen games because we know that they won't. We know that Arsenal will lose games. Another way of looking at it, Arsenal, we know that United will. Arsenal are fourth. So they'd be happy. They'd be delighted. They're fourth at the moment, so um, they're only about twelve points ahead of us. I know. So, so in. So basically, around the impossible. table, we we all think this is possible. Yeah. Jose said he thought we could go on a, a run till December, until um, um, till the new year. And if we win, what was it? If we get don't lose any of the next ten games, we'll be there or thereabouts. Mm. Because you see, I thought it, what was really interesting about about Sunday was, you know, I, I personally was quite happy that we got a point. A lot of people were very cross that we'd only got a point. A lot of people who were getting cross that we'd only got one point were saying, "Well, actually, we need to win these games now if we're going to make the top four. 
Whereas I'm thinking, actually, yes, I see your point, no pun intended, but, you know, I, I suspect that actually you'll start getting these mini leagues coming into play. So if we're taking points off those that are in the top four by beating them or not losing to them, I think that will help us. And I think, you know, last season, if we'd have gone to Tottenham and got a nil-nil, we'd have been perfectly happy. I think it's only because we're in the dire position that we are that people are coming away all kind of squawking because we haven't won it. But I think Jose, I think I just thought Jose's mentality was quite... I kind of believed him. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it was just for show. I don't think it was for that at all. I actually think he believes it. I really, really do. He was very do. upbeat at the Yeah, he was. Are Leicester going to win the league? Um, I, I, if Leicester win the league, I will, I, will run, I, will, I will invade the pitch at Stamford Bridge naked. Again? Again. Sorry, no, no, no. For the no, first I time. I think they'll finish third. Really? Because Stan Mortensen in 1950-51 for Blackpool scored uh, 11 times in a row. He did. And uh, they finished third. You were Blackpool. there to watch yeah. them, weren't you? Jonathan? I was, I was. Yeah, but they there didn't we go. Well, to My play father them. took me. Yeah, they didn't go. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK, in all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Ah, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Go on to play in the Champions League, though, do we? No. no. I, just bring us back down to earth. Uh, I know we're talking quite a lot about turning corners and things. In the last week, we've beaten Norwich side that gave nothing. We've beaten a pub team in, in Israel, true, true. and we've we've managed to get a point it's at been the top. Beaten a pub team in North London. No, sorry, drawn against a pub team in North London. Uh, you know, this is not really helping our points tally, especially in the league. It's not massively pushing us towards that fourth place. Um, it will take unprecedented effort yeah. and 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 a, a run of results that no one has ever really put together. Mm. Um, Thanks, Ben. I'm not saying it's impossible, <laughs> but I really don't think it's very likely. I know. It's terrible, isn't it? We really are in the shit. I mean, you, you, every week you kind of wake up and you go, oh, yeah, yeah, you're really excited again. And then you actually sit back rashly, analyse it and just go, oh, But it would God. affect our transfer policy, wouldn't it, if we Massive. can't get into the, well, uh, the see, Champions League Well, there are season. there are, of course, other routes into the Champions League. There are. 
winning the Champions League, winning the Europa, winning League. the Europa League. Tottenham coming fourth, us winning the Champions League. Oh, what fun we had! Oh, uh, that wouldn't that be brilliant? Us, us coming, uh, Tottenham coming fourth, and us <coughs> winning the Europa League. Yeah. Not like That's it's not been done before. before. Unfortunately, <laughs> we wouldn't knock them out anymore. Oh, really? They've really? changed the rules. Yeah, we, we'd uh, still get in though, wouldn't we? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't know. Potent- so, potentially, so you're there could be. A... That we should lose to Porto deliberately. <laughs> no, I'm not. Absolutely. <laughs> that, not. That, that, that would just put us in the Europa League. Yeah, That'd but then if we win Chelsea. the Europa League, yeah. we can then get into the Champions League yeah. by winning it. Oh, it'd be fun, though, having all those Thursday nights in Ulaanbaatar and yes. places like that. Actually, it's not a bad bet for this season, actually, going in the Europa League. All right, okay, I'm going to wrap this up very, very quickly. Martin, top four? Mm, it's possible. No, <laughs> yes or no? It's possible. Yes or no? Uh, I'll be brave to say yes. Good man. Jonathan? No. 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 And thrice. No. no. Definitely not. Damn. No. Chidge? Yeah. Why not? Why not? Let's have it. I'm with you, Smart. No, I'm firmly on the fence. Yeah, yeah you're not on the fence. I can't see the splinters. Anyway, I'd be interested to see what the people in Mixler are saying about this, but I think why not? Because I just think that the league is so crap this year and so open and so level that I just think... Instant poll, top four or not? Yeah, instant poll, top four. Yeah, Jack says top four. Yes, yeah, no definitely. chance. Stranger Things Have Happened says Bob. Dazza says we're not going to make top four. You're a negative Norman. I'm not having you. Uh, <laughs> Joe the Bob, Blue Bob, says City, Arsenal, yeah. Chelsea, United. Dylan Hughes says yes. Bone of the Blue says yes. Deb says, yeah, we go. Proper Chelsea. That's what I like. <laughs> All right. Now, after <laughs> the break. Optimist. After the break, we're going to be looking back at Chelsea's 4-0 win against the mighty Maccabee Tel Aviv. Uh, uh, an, uh, an epoch-defining win, if ever there was one. And we will be praising a magical William. We'll be lamenting a dodgy pitch. We'll be applauding an excellent away trip and trying to figure out what Chelsea has to do against Porto to qualify for the round of 32. We will see you in a second. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Welcome back, I am Stanford Chidge and you are listening to the Chelsea Fancast and I have the admirable Dr. Mart with us tonight, I have the ubiquitous Jonathan Kidd and I have the studious Dan Levine. Thank you for describing me once again you as ubiquitous. Like, you like ubiquitous, yeah, don't you? Do, yeah, yeah. do you know what it means? Yeah, yeah, it's from the Latin ubi, ubi? meaning where. Where. So it means all over the place. Where. Yeah. I thought, ubiqua, that was om- ubiqua, om- I thought that was omniscient. Ubiqua meaning everywhere. Everywhere, yeah, but Ubi yeah. was... Really Welcome to Latin chat, well. boys and girls. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Uber, Jonathan King. Next no, week, that's something that's entirely something different. different yeah. Yeah. Next anyway. week, we've got Frank Lampard talking Latin. Yeah, we have. We've got Frank on the show next week. Make <laughs> sure you... Make sure you got got level in Sam. Make sure you... I, I failed my Latin. So you had some gem for tea. I got 7%. Anyway. I, was, I was born after the war. Were you? Half bloody half. I just went to a better school. Oh, I failed my Latin O level as well. Um, Martin did definitely go to school before the war. Anyway, enough. Somebody's we're, we're asked me to bend into the microphone and speak, which have, I, I have been doing for the past hour. So well, there must be something going on. Can you can you hear me? Obviously, Jonathan? you're not. Obviously, you're not ubiquitous enough. I'm not. Who, who, who is who is accusing us of shit technology? You're lucky. You've even got a show tonight. It was the, Benny the Blue, I think. Benny. Oh, Benny, it's like this all week. He never. Jonathan's got a, a, a difficult voice to hear because it's very low. He's asking, "Am I sick?" 
He's always sick. So yeah, he is slightly actually. in the head, yeah. No, he, no, he was sucking a fisherman's friend earlier. I on. was earlier, actually. Yeah. No. Sadly, the fisherman's was, gone home now. It was a Hall's Mentholiptus. <laughs> yeah, very funny. All right, can we talk about football? Yes, please. Right, uh, Chelsea played the Maccabees uh, on uh, on uh, Wednesday, or was it Tuesday? Tuesday? Under, under the bridge. No, no, not the Maccabees, not that band. The Maccabee Tel Avivs. Maccabee. In, uh, in Tel Aviv. Well, was it in Tel Aviv or was it in Haifa? It was in Haifa. It was in, it was Haifa. in Haifa. At the semi office. Do you want to do a Haifa? But, but Maccabi Tel Aviv, Haifa, funnily Haifa enough. Haifa. There you go, it's a Haifa. Uh, anyway, um, I, what I, th- I really enjoyed watching it in a funny sort of way, largely because mm. it's the first time I've seen Chelsea score four goals in I'm guessing it, like years. I probably enjoyed watching it more than you did because it was 25 there. degrees C there. where I was, and you I drank, drank an awful yeah. lot of Israeli beer while I was you, out there. You had a nice You the gold star. You did. Uh, we had some great craft beer. I tell you what, yeah. brilliant stuff, and some, and possibly the best falafel I've ever had in my life. Oh, but falafels there are terrific. Yeah, yeah. proper falafel. Proper. Mm. We finished. Thank you. Fresh chicken. Uh, right. What I liked most about it was the fact that we scored four goals. Uh, because I haven't seen Chelsea score four goals for what seems like an eternity. It's been but, a while. What was also interesting was, of course, we scored four goals, but none of them were actually from the striker. Uh, but anyway, there was there was a C- the flouncing striker, the flouncing striker, the false number nine, if ever there was one. Uh, anyway, there was a superb strike from Willian. I mean, we'll talk about him in more depth in a minute. But there was a great cross from Baba for Oscar's goal. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Baba Rama. Yes, can cross a ball. Brilliant cross. Yeah, who knew? He's improving. Great cross, though, wasn't it? He's eh? improving. Oh, He's improving. To be fair, he looks very, very good against a pub team with ten men. Yes. Oh, I know. The trouble is, we do have to be realistic about this. Uh, great, uh, great header by Oscar. He's got the skill. <laughs> good goals from Cahill and Zima as well. Uh, Costa was embarrassing. Um, but here's the thing, Dan. You were out there. Um, you know, and I, and I know you keep reinforcing and bringing me down, basically, by saying Chid Chid was a pub team, and I know it was, but. Um, how how crap was that pitch? Because Jose was clearly pissed off about it. Wasn't pitch was he? dreadful and spotted it really very bad. very early. It was really lumpy. They were it was injured, didn't they? Full Mourinho's of divots. Got injured. JT got injured. Um, mm. Yeah, Mourinho blamed the pitch for JT's injury afterwards. And, and you he's know, right. He, I mean, he, I don't think there's any doubt about. He made that. a very good point. He said this is a beautiful stadium. You know that, that um, you know that it, it's fantastically being built. Uh, but the one thing that's letting it down is this dreadful pitch and I'd really understand why you know because it's not like weather is a problem over there it's uh, you know, not like the Millennium Stadium in Cardiff which is the same problem he looked like yeah. the kind of pitch I played Sunday morning football for uh, on, on for 20 years it you? probably is because they obviously roll it up and put it down there just before but game. I mean come on chaps there's no excuse for it in 2015 in the Champions League surely I mean how do they get away with having such a shonky pitch I mean seriously that shouldn't be allowed no it shouldn't you're right so why is it well, you're not you're not going to dock them any points, are you? Because they haven't got oh. any. Yeah, quite. You know, so so how is that? How is that policed? Then it clearly isn't at all. Seemingly not. No. Um, but uh, you know, what, what, like I say, what can we do about it? Um, you the, the pitch. Sorry, tedious old expression, but the pitch is the same for both teams, isn't it? Hmm. No, not if they're used to. Actually, it was because they don't normally play there. So yeah, they, they had played their previous game there because um, they just played against. Uh, uh, I don't Hapa suppose that the pitch at the Bloomfield Stadium would be any better than that one. But that only holds about 17,000. That's why they didn't have it at their own ground. Well, actually, a couple of guys who were out there went into the Bloomfield and apparently it was a much better pitch. But really? Yeah, yeah, but you don't know until you actually do a few sliding tackles right. and see and if I, the surface just, rolls I, up. I've <laughs> just... Uh, I, <laughs> I can't read this out, but it's from Nick, who's an absolute... We're only here for falafel. Well, no, there's, there's one from Nick <laughs> Goldsmith who's, who's, who's questioning why we've not had nominated in the chant of the match... We're only here for falafel, which uh, <laughs> that is, a, that is a, Luke. That is a gross, gross error, and we will all be going out and shooting ourselves in uh, 
in um, the testicles. What was that um, thing I mentioned last? Ripping yarns, fashion after oh, yes, the, after the yes. podcast. But the other thing is Nick, who I absolutely love to pieces. Who uh, I, I can't read his uh, tweet out because it's basically so rude. But he, I know, I know he was very upset about Mikel, uh, what he called laughing snidely at the bib being thrown. And it's possibly Nick subconsciously why I chose to nominate it because I knew how cross she were. But he's basically—I can't read any of it out. It's a cracking tweet. He's got a fair point. Isn't he? he has you got. Can, he has. You can read out the words on here. Okay, and choose. I'm just going to read out the words that I can use. If on here choose Mikel's snidey laughing over our cursed flag, they can all off. Okay, and I think he's got a valid point. But yep. very interesting to see how Nick has swayed or influenced the vote later. <laughs> anyway, where were we? I know. Let's talk about William because um, we 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 we. You know, pretty much voted William as man of the match for nearly every uh, man of the match this year. He's now scored more uh, goals in free kicks than any other player in Europe this season. Is that right, really? Dan? I yeah, apparently know. they were they were full mm. of that stat on uh, on on BT. Uh, not that I ever trust BT, but um, he I, apparently he has. I mean, he he's there was another superb free kick. His energy, his work rate, his skill, free kick, yeah. is blinding. I mean, you know, basically, as far as I'm concerned, this is I'd like to for at least three minutes applaud and praise William and say give up the player of the year now because if he doesn't get it, there is a massive injustice on all of humanity. I'd give it to him if he scored a goal in open play as well. Yeah, well, that'd be nice, but yeah. he can't have everything. But here's the thing, mate. Very demanding. In, we, we've watched Chelsea when they've been brilliant, and we've watched them when they were shit. Yeah. But invariably, when we were brilliant and shit, we still had nobody who could take a free kick or <laughs> uh, or even a corner. No. So it's just, for me, it's just wonderful to see this car guy coming in and and and, and scoring some fantastic. No, the the free only kicks. player in about the last ten years who could take a decent corner kick was Belletti. <laughs> Zola was good before that, obviously. Well, yeah, Zola, ten, Zola was pretty before that. I just yeah, said before, before that. that. Zola, Zola, Zola was brilliant. Soxie was pretty good too. Yeah, Soxie was brilliant. But we're not allowed to talk about Soxie because him and Mourinho have had a spat. <laughs> good, I say. Anyway, um, so, I mean, is there, is there anything that one can say about William and his performance this year? I mean, you know, surely he is a shoe in for Player of the Year. Anyway, look, Dan, you, you've already said, uh, you know, when we were in the pub, what a cracking trip it was uh, in uh, in Israel. Tell us, tell us how your trip to Tel Aviv and Haifa was. Was it a good trip? Yes, yeah, magnificent. Um, I, I've been very, very lucky. I've seen Chelsea. I filed copy from Chelsea now from twenty five different countries, um, and it was wow. one of the best trips I've ever had by a, by a fair distance. And I don't know anybody who went there and didn't have a great time. And <clears throat> a lot of that was also down to the fact before the game, I, I met with the. Um, Israeli Blues, who who great bunch of guys, and I can see, Jonathan among Paris. others, Jonathan's in there. Hello, Jonathan. Um, we had a beer with him, and um, uh, also Yaron Levy, who who runs the shop, and great, really great guys. And it was really nice to see, apart from anything, that it was a multicultural group of people, you know. And this is something that I think a lot of people didn't expect going to Israel. There were Jews, there were Arabs in there, and you know, great time had by all because there was only one thing that was important, and it was Chelsea. Um, For everybody, <clears throat> including the locals. Yeah, um, and yeah, it was um, just uh, the, the, uh, the, the being twenty five degrees in late November, and and, had, and and we. I don't think we played especially well for a lot of that game. I know four nil was the result, uh, but we were shocking for the first twenty <laughs> well, minutes Costa of the second was, half. Costa was embarrassing, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, but know. we came together in the end, and uh, you know, one hundred and fifty five people in the good lord. Room. That, you remember, you have to add three noughts onto whatever you see in there, Smart. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's 155,000. Yeah. No, but I mean, we, we were shocking, but you know, 
look, I know that they were pony, but you can only beat what's in front of you, you know. And, and at the end of the day, we, we did exactly that. So, you know, I'm, I'm not going to poo-poo a 4-0 win. Um, I think what we will talk about, really, in, in the absence of anything really to talk about, other than the fact that, uh, you know, William's great, Costa was shit, uh, the pitch was even worse, um, and Dan had a great time. I'm actually, before I get on to that, what, what really pleased me uh. most was a lot of the boys out there, a lot of the boys out there... Uh, had a really good time. I mean, the amount of guys I follow on Twitter who were out there, and they had an absolutely cracking time. You know, you know the guys I mean. Yeah. And they really enjoyed it, and it was really lovely to see actually, because when you consider the uh, uh, the slight concern about going somewhere like Israel, where where there are security concerns, and I think that what you're alluding to is the way that the, the friendly way that everybody was treated. Yep. Yeah, you know, and it was a cracking trip. And it didn't at any stage feel like security was an issue. I'm sure maybe if you went over to, to Bethlehem and had to go in, in across the border into Palestine, you'd have felt the security, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And you certainly felt the security going into and probably out of um, the airport. But but just walking around the street... Well, there was quite a, lo- a few issues coming back, I think. Some of the lads that I know on Twitter, they, they you know, thorough searches yeah. and all that kind it's, of stuff. It's always a lot harder getting out of Tel Aviv Airport than getting in yes. for some reason, which is yeah. which is strange, but it is. And John, Jonathan, as you know, you know Jonathan Perez very well yes, from when I you do. were out there. Yes, I do. said it was great having over there. And yeah. actually, that's the other thing I wanted to mention, actually, because there's there's quite a following out uh, out in Israel for oh, Chelsea, yeah. isn't there? I mean, I don't know, you won't remember, I think I don't know where you were at the time, possibly in Peru looking for marmalade, but me and Jonathan did a... Our, our Wayne's World piece with that Israeli crew, didn't yes, we? That was going yes. out on no, Israeli No, I, I, was, I was around. You were there, weren't you? Them, yes. You were, because you were in the... There's a number of my colleagues over in Israel actually saw me on that and said, why, why yeah. you know, who are these other two people? Yeah. I thought you were the Chelsea fan cast, Mark. That's what they said. But um, that was in the Pelican, wasn't it? But I, I'm hoping this, that this trip for the Chelsea fans that made the trip over there yeah. was an eye-opener. Because yeah. Tel Aviv is a really nice place yeah. and it's a great place to go on holiday. I sound like the yeah. tourist board now. But 25 degrees, mate. Yeah. 25. Good yeah. beer, Dan. And it's, not, beer. it's yeah. not a war zone. It's not no, a war not zone. zone. No. And, and, no more than Tottenham is, hmm. for well, example. And, and here's, here's the point that I think I've made earlier in the pub. Going to the game at um, White Hart Lane on Sunday, there were far more armed police at White Hart Lane than there were in Haifa for that game <laughs> on Tuesday night. Wow. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? That is interesting. I think Mixler has gone right up the old Carsey tonight. Because it's they're saying two hundred and nineteen listeners. Now it says fifty two. It's there's some there's something weird. There's juju going there's on. There's some weird shit. Man. There's weird shit, mm. man. Can yeah. you do your Camberwell carrot impersonation? Uh, who? You know the bloke who played uh, a drug dealer oh, in uh, in uh, Withnall and I. Remember that? No, I don't actually. No, I don't know him. Yeah. I've been Danny the dope dealer. Danny the dope dealer. I'm just doing nobody uh, medicines me. If I'm medicine you, you'd know you'd been. If yeah. I, you'd know you'd been spoken to. You'd know you'd been spoken to. Yeah. How I'm much like, is it? How much is it? Right, enough. Good point. Uh, the Courtois coming back next game. This is known as the, the Camberwell Carrot. Camber you're looking Carrot. very beautiful, man. Enough. 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 Courtois enough, enough. coming back next game. Oh, Good really? one from. That's what it says. Yeah, yeah I heard. I read yeah. that earlier on. And but I, here's a question. I relish that actually. Do you? I don't because I think Begovic has done bloody well. He's done well, but he's still not. As I said before, he's still not a world class goalkeeper. No. He's a Stoke goalkeeper, and yeah. I reckon that uh, um, Courtois would Courtois Courtois. I became very if very you medicine me yeah, Courtois. Yeah, uh, Courtois. Courtois is um, Terry Courtois w- would have saved a few. Uh, that even though Begovic has done well, yeah, he's he's a he's one of the better second choice goalkeepers we've ever had. I, I, I hope I hope if if Courtois does come back next week, I just hope he's 
you know, sharp enough. So do I. You know, he must be the best second choice keeper we've had since Kudicini. Yeah, well, possibly he's a good. He's a good. He's a good. I know. Oh, <laughs> 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 so I think Begovic has done really, really well. well I mean, he has. You he know, has. I mean, bear in mind he's had to uh, keep goal for <laughs> Chelsea for a period where we've been absolutely shocking in defence. So he's probably had to make more saves than most Chelsea goalkeepers have for the last but ten years. It would be years. interesting to see, as I've said before, what the scores would have been if we'd never find out if Courtois had been in goal for some of the uh, those uh, those games where we weren't up to it. But he's, he's, he's not he's not a second choice goalkeeper. He's a second first choice goalkeeper, yeah. which is why he's think, a great great acquisition. I think I'll leave the the final uh, word to Benny the Blue. He says, "You you are on the source, Chidge. Bring Courtois back now." Uh, I'm not on the source, sadly, but maybe I should be. But yeah, I you just, were though, Chidge. I was actually on the if source. If Courtois is so great, why hasn't he been nominated for the FIFA Team of the Year? Well, he's not I, even I, nominated I for it. I don't know. Um, talking of FIFA, let's talk about UEFA. Um, there's a lot of confusion about uh, getting through to the next round of the Champions League. Well, the fact- da, 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 I've got it here. Da, da, da. Go on. Allow me. Allow go on. Go on. me. Go on. I've worked. Well, I've worked it out. Somebody who's very bright's worked it out. But hopefully, you two or three can verify this for me. But as far, far as I'm aware, uh, we will finish first if we beat Porto, uh, and then it doesn't matter whether if Kiev, we beat Porto, if we'll we beat Porto, yeah. we will finish first. Yeah. And it's important whether you finish yeah. first or second. Of it is very important because it means you avoid some of the big boys. Yes. Uh, and that doesn't matter whether Kiev win, draw, or lose to Maccabi if if we beat Porto. If uh, we will finish second if we draw against Porto and Kiev win, draw or lose to Maccabi. But if Porto beat us and Kiev draw, uh, win, draw or lose to Maccabi, we are second. Now, hang on. No. If Porto beat... See, I told you. You said you so, had it. I know. I had it. I had it. In, I had this earlier on. If Porto beat us and Kiev draw or lose to Maccabi, we are second. But if Kiev win and Porto beat us, we are out. Does that make sense? No. Yeah. Do I say that again? Yes. Are we expecting Kiev to Can draw I simplify or lose this? to McCarvey? Go on then. You simplify I'll, I'll simplify this. If we win, we, we win the group and we get a decent draw in the Champions League. Yeah. If we draw, we could go either way. We can still actually win the group. No, no, if no. We if draw. we draw and Kiev win, draw, or lose to McCarvey, we'll be second. So basically, we go through if we win or draw. But the thing but we, we can't win, avoid... We'll be, if we win, we'll be first. If we draw, we'll be second. But we can't if we lose, finish, we're out. We what can't finish... No, if we, draw? we can't finish last. It's impossible for us to finish last. So one way or another, we're going to be in either the Champions League or the Europa League. Okay. Yeah, we can't come third. Fourth. Can't we cannot come fourth. come fourth. No, so we... Okay. Carl, we're through, lads. Okay. Well, we're Celebrate. not. We're well, in Europe. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, but uh, would we... 15th in would, the league, we're Would we rather be in the Champions League? Um, uh, it depends. I mean, there's some quite nice places in Europe. Are we, are we talking about money here or, or, or foot? What are we, to, what are we well, talking about? I mean, the fact of the matter is, right now, I'm, I'm, you and I are the only two harbouring under the delusion that we might finish in the top four. Uh, that will be a racing certainty not to if we end up in the Europa League, I think. Because we it does might, have, it we does... might win the Europa League and then qualify for the Champions League. Well, there league, is that. Is I mean, saying. this is the interesting conundrum, isn't it? You know, yeah. I mean, I, I've already lumped on Jonathan 25 to 1 for Chelsea to win the Champions League this year. Because, of course, Chelsea Fancast has won the best football podcast in the Football Blogging Awards, like we did in 2012. It's an omen. When Chelsea were shit, and they won the Champions League. It's an omen. But let's let's be serious about this. How far do you think we're going to... Unless he he purchases a couple of players, or we suddenly... um, become a completely different team we're not going to get very far in the Champions League um, well here we go I think the fundamental difference between this team and the team that uh, won the Champions League is that this team unlike the one that won the Champions League can't defend 
And this team, unlike the one, the one the Champions League can't score or have the same spirit. Because we the don't moment. have the defense is just crap in comparison to what it was in 2012. And in 2012, we had Drogba. Yeah, I rest my case. But you know. but but in the, Dan in the Europa League, you get places like Krasnodar. Yeah. In the Europa League, in the Europa you're, League, you're, we had, you, you want us to you go out there, so you? just for, for a tourist point of yeah. view. Yeah, but you also no, get places like Liverpool. But there's something else that's also equally important. <laughs> we won the Europa League, and Torres was our striker. So don't abandon hope yet. So it means Costa's a kind of Torres, is what you're saying. Well, I, well, we've been saying he's been acting like him recently. Uh, so there we go. So are we all clear on what we have to do? First, we. It, we have to win. Second, we draw. Third, we lose. What, what, what does the club want us to do? Well, I think they would want the Champions League. because really? I, mean, I mean, I'm not going to go into this now, but this is something perhaps we can do on a quieter week. Who's Marlon Brando? That's Bob. He, he was it? an actor, American actor. <laughs> Shut up. From Hoboken. You mug. Um, right, Jake Coates Jake Co- just kind of... Yeah, drop the bomb, exterminate them all. He could have been a contender. Yeah, Um, shut up, Elia Kazan. Anyway, uh, I've completely forgotten what I was going to say now. I know Jake Cohen was going on about this earlier on uh, in an article because they just released that we've lost lots of money or something like that. Blah 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 blah. Boring, boring, boring. But the point that Jake was making is that one of the reasons why we lost money was we didn't do so well in the Champions League last year. Because as I recall, we went out in the round of thirty-two, didn't we? Yes. Now, the club budgets for us to go at least to the quarterfinals. Right. So, in view of the fact we lost a bit of money last year, we obviously are expecting to do better. If, but if, I don't think we will. If I don't we think finish we second in that group, we'll almost certainly go out in the round of 30. I thought it was the quarterfinals, Mark, but I could be wrong. Mark says the round of 16. I think it's the quarterfinals. But anyway, whatever. Uh, the boys around this table are fundamentally happy because win, lose or draw, they're going to be in Europe. And that's yeah. all that really matters, isn't it, Krasnodar? Or Barte Borisov. What's worth, or even Liverpool. What, I, don't know, I don't know. What's worth I more? I mean, they do go to some really deprived places in Europe, so why not Liverpool? What's worth more money? Oh, I'm not really allowed to say things like that. What's worth more money? I'll be clived. What's worth more money to the club, losing in the round of 32 or winning Europa? Apparently, from what I've heard, the reason why so many of the Premier League clubs hate Europa League is not just the travelling and the fact that they have to play on Thursday night. Thursday night. It's because they lose money. They okay. actually lose money by being in it. Okay. Right? That's how much of a... Yeah. Can like, that be possible? Yeah. Yeah. It's like the, the Europa There's League no money in it. is the Capital One Cup of Europe. You know, but it, if it you lose you money the, by if being. It, in if it gets you into the Champions League, well, I know. It's. I mean, at the end of the day, it's going to be really intriguing, isn't it? You know, but uh, I'd rather win than be intrigued. Now, um, after this live, lovely little break, uh, we're going to be having the results of this week's Man of the Match, Chant of the Match, Guinness, and Salary Moments, and of course, the usual round of Chelsea supporters' news, including uh, Dan, on, uh, who's, who's written an article today on uh, the Stamford Bridge redevelopment and the ramifications therein. We will see you in a minute. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea! FootballFancast.com Welcome back, I am Stanford Chidge, and you are listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast, and I am joined by the ever-so-wise and erudite Dan Levine. Some other fella. Uh, I am joined by the omnipotent and omniscient... And ubiquitous, surely. And ubiquitous. Thank you. Jonathan Kidd. Uh, Omnipresent. The Marlon Brando of the Chelsea fancast. I think we've decided it's you, basically. You're the one with mothballs and cheeks. <laughs> All right. 
Drop the bomb, exterminate them all. And we have the ever so spruce and marmalade Peru venturing Dr. Mark. Marmalade laden. Marmalade laden. Mm. Sounds like a German word. Yes. Yeah. Was, like it German was it fun, Peru? I have just Radio been. Peru. I have just been to marmalade. Hey, maybe we'll get marmalade laden in the in the Europa League. In the Europa League. Anyway, God, this is one of the, one of those shows. Now, anybody would have thought we'd been in the pub before. Can we put um, mix the thing up so we can see the thing? No, because I'm about to read the results for the uh, very important. Ah. What people? Uh, the only reason they like this show is because they get to vote in this. They don't actually like listening to us at all, as you've already found out. With all the rude put up with us for two hours. Just so I know. Fight. So actually, this is what this is. What was it, Chris Tarrant? This is what they want. Give them what this they want. This is what they want. <laughs> uh, you could, do you want to phone a friend, Jonathan? <laughs> Don't have any. I wish we had that music. The one that everybody always nicks for anything that's vaguely quiz related. Now, you know, countdown. Who wants? You know, who wants to be a millionaire? That. I'll get them. Do you know what? I, I know where to get that music. I'll nick it, and then for the Chelsea fan match, yeah, we'll perfect. Do it, you know. Perfect. All right, and the awards are for man of the match, child of the match, Guinness moment, celery moment for a combined Maccabi Tel Aviv Tottenham Hotspur uh, award thingy. Anyway, they are in reverse order. The man of the match is as follows: uh, Kurt Zuma, thirty-two percent, which means that Eden Hazard or Eden Hazard. According to BT Sport, Azar wins with sixty-eight percent. Well done, Eden. Thoroughly deserved. Cracking performance Aiden, by him, actually. Aiden, Aiden. I think he's starting to look Aiden, like Aiden, Aiden again. I'm and here he is to get his award. Aiden, Aiden. Okay. Thank you. He would never come in anywhere <laughs> as, as disreputable as this place. There's still twenty-three hours. Shush. The Chelsea Fancast Chant of the Match Award for this week. I'm delighted to say, actually, because I was kind of right adamant this one in. Forty-six uh, percent uh, have gone for Shalom. Shalom, we are the Chelsea boys. I, I have to say, I wonder what the result would have been had we nominated. We're only here for, for no, we're only here for Laffle, <laughs> or whatever it was. It's very funny. But the winner this week, for, with a whopping fifty-four percent, so a bit of a split vote, really, is if I had the wings of a sparrow, the if I had the arse of a crow, crow I'd, I'd fly, fly over Tottenham tomorrow. tomorrow. And shit on the bastards below, below. Enough. Right. Uh, I was about to shit on then. The Guinness moment. Uh, what, what I, if, if I had the wings of a sparrow and if I had the arse of a crow, I'd carry Darren Mantle over Tottenham and let him shit on the bastards below. <laughs> anyway, another song. Uh, a Guinness moment for this week. Oh, again, we've had some very tight split votes this week, uh, but we have uh, 48% for Hazard's Volley. I'm astonished by this. 52% have gone for Oscar's nutmegs. Well, I, said I, I, think, I said I liked Oscar's nutmegs. I still nutmegs, think didn't Os- I? Oscar's nutmegs are celery moment. Yeah, well, they're not. I, w- I should have thought that Hazard's volley was a shoe in. Oh, here we go. There we go. It's slightly controversial, but not really. Uh, for the celery moment this week, the nominations. Crucially, though, the, the most votes for any category. Yeah, well, that's, I'll explain yeah. why. 68%. But basically, uh, we nominated for the Sunday moment this week Mikel laughing at uh, Costa throwing uh, his toys out of the pram and a bib. And also for George and Scoot's uh, Kirsty In Our Hearts Forever flag that was uh, seen in uh, Israel, which was brilliant. Now, there's a lovely bloke who uh, is on Twitter. He's called Nick. Uh, I love seeing Nick in the pub. I don't see him enough. He's an absolute legend of a bloke. 
and he was very very cross very very cross about uh about Mikel laughing uh, about uh, Costa he thought it was snidey snidey of Mikel snidey. and he was berating people on Twitter about you know how disgraceful it was and he clearly because he follows us on Twitter he's clearly clearly got wind of this and he calls as we all do he loved Kirsty and I mean you know brilliant thing that the boys did with the flag so he, and he, so he has been threatening people with physical violence on Twitter that they cannot vote for that snidey Mikel laugh and they have to vote for Kirsty. And I'm delighted to say, well done, Nick, because your threats and menaces have worked. Because oh, go on, it is funny when people for, throw their toys I the love brim. it. Yeah, well, I know, but 46% have voted for Mikel laughing and 54% have voted for Kirsty's flag. So Kirsty's flag is the celery moment of the week. And I think that deserves a round of applause. Whoa! And well done, Nick. You're, I, I can't wait to see you in the pub uh, for a pint, Nick. It would be lovely to see you. Now, uh, I think what we shall do now is that we'll talk to Dan about his uh, his new article today, uh, um, which is basically all about the Stanford Bridge redevelopment. I did read it, actually, funnily enough. I yeah, didn't have enough time to put it into the show, so I'm really glad you reminded me and made me do that. It, I think a lot of people are thinking it's all gone a bit quiet over there, um, and uh, it has a bit, but... Um, the, we only sing when we're building, there. Dan. Indeed, yeah. Um, and it really, it may have been, it's, I think the development is a little bit like the, the proverbial duck that's sort of gliding along gracefully, but it's paddling like hell below the waterline because mm. there's all sorts of things going on at the moment and we're going to be hearing a lot more about them in the next few days. Um, Chelsea have had their um, uh, application for planning permission in on the desks of the planning department at um, Hammersmith and Fulham Council for six, eight weeks now. Um, it went in in October, and they've been basically quietly working together on a plan that will work, something that, that will get through committee, That because nobody really wants to see this just completely fail at committee level. The council are in favour of the development, and um, they, they, they want to get a version that, that all of the, the stakeholders, horrible word, a happy word. A very important word, though. Yes, indeed. Um, so, so that's where we are now. We're going to be hearing a lot more about it very, very soon. Um, People will be asked to give opinions on it, and, and one of the points I've made is that you or I or anyone sat around this table listening here, your opinions don't matter really very much under planning what? law. What? I'm afraid. Because My opinion always matters. Because people like the police and the uh, transport authorities and people who actually live next door to the ground have a lot more the importance to say. So Pablo and Ross will be all right, then? Oh, well, you know. And, and, uh, and Sophie. Uh, indeed, yeah. And Andy Silverman. Yes. They're locals. Yeah. So they'll be, they'll be putting in an objection soon, no doubt. But what is coming also soon, and this is an issue that, that isn't going to go away, is the issue of CPO, Chelsea Pitch Owners. Um, and this is where people, real fans, people sat around this table and listening will have more of a say. Some people seem to believe they're going to make money out of this, don't they? Well, one... Is that likely? Well, who knows? Uh, pe- people who've bought a share, bought a share in the first instance... As I did, for at the very beginning, in order to try and... To try and save the club. Save the bridge! Most people thought they were paying 100 quid for something they were never, ever going to get any return on. Mm. Uh, And it was just basically dead money. A lot of money in those days. And it was a lot of money in those days. Um, It was was worth £10,000 in today's money, £100 then. It was that long ago. It was, yeah. But people are buying, it would seem, (laughs) more and more shares at the moment. And this is one of the interesting things I've heard recently, that that share sales have really taken an upturn. And that, that includes people buying the maximum voting number of 100 shares. How do you know that? Well, I have my sources. Okay. Um, is that because they expect a return? 
Well, who knows? I mean, what, just thinking through the possibilities, given what happened last time with the CPO vote, um, there were allegations that people close to the club were buying shares to try and sway the vote that way. Yeah. There could, I suppose, theoretically be people um, who want to CPO to remain in place who want to sway it that way or buying a lot of shares. But then there is also the possibility there are people buying shares who have no interest at all and are just looking to make a fast buck. Um, who knows? Yeah. Um, now, is it likely that it's taken off into that area now? Do you think that, that people are thinking in terms of that Chelsea will make a large um, monetary financial offer towards somebody with the shares? Well, Abramovich wants, I'm told, the freehold back right. for whatever reason. Um, the freehold makes, you know, we don't know how he's going to finance this stadium. It might cost half a billion quid. You know, if, if you're going to go to the markets, venture capital, things like that, to, to pay for it, then they're going to want a stadium where the freehold is part of the package. Of course. You, you, it's not really worth anywhere near as much if that isn't included, no, no, especially when you've got a, a quite volatile landlord who might suddenly to, decide to pull away the rug. Um, also, you might have concessions within the stadium, which you might you might want to let on a ninety nine lease, ninety nine year lease. Which you know, it's a lot easier if you've got the freehold yourself to do that rather than subletting and subletting. You know, you get really really complicated. Um, so he he clearly does want the freehold. The other thing he's going to have to ask for at some point is permission from CPO to play games away from Stamford Bridge. Which well, that's that's the first thing he's going to need permission. That is the first thing. Play yeah. home games away from Stamford Bridge. Play home games away from Stamford Bridge because the rules of CPO say that only uh, if, if the club wants to play away from Stamford Bridge without their permission, it's not allowed to be called Chelsea Football Club. Mm. So these are all big things coming up. Um, the planning permission is going to be some months off. It's unlikely to make January's planning meeting. I thought maybe February's, maybe March's. Um, there's a probably going to be a Chelsea pitch owner's AGM or there is going to be a Chelsea pitch owner's AGM at the end of January um, which I shall attend yeah and so shall I um, and I'm going to buy a share so that I can do you think if I buy a share now I'll be allowed to go to the I mean so I know for those of you out there who think what 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 you're a Johnny Stanford come lately Chidge Johnny come lately Chidge CBO share yeah. I know well you would be right that's that's very poor form of me but uh, you don't know well no you're no. smart and nor does our great mate Phil who, if you ever thought anybody would have a share, it would be Phil. But I do, it's a bit like pleading the fifth. I take the Phil Norman amendment here, which is at the time, none of us trusted Ken Bates as far as we could throw him. So there's no so way we would... Buy, no, his <laughs> that's why I didn't buy one. And actually, you know what? There's a lot of people out there who, who didn't buy one because of that, because they just thought Ben Bates was such a... Um, I'd be very careful what I say, because he is quite litigious. But they just didn't trust him. I shall leave it at that. All right, so... What was that word? I, can't, I don't know. There wasn't any word there. You're imagining it, Jonathan. Sorry. You're imagining that I mouthed the foul and abusive yeah. word then. I just didn't do it at all. Again. It was. Mm. Um, I know, shame on you, Chidge. But you know what, Debs? I am going to buy one. Uh, and I am as poor as a church mouse, but I got some money for my 50th birthday. And I will buy a CPO share with some of that money. 100 quid. Yeah, that'll pretty much be most of it then. But it'll be worth it. So how do we buy a share? Because this is important. Because if there are some... I mean, I don't think we've said there's some more carpet bagging going on like there was last time. But uh, clearly, I think there's a there will be people who are buying them because they believe in them, like I would. There are people that are buying them because they might be trying to sway the vote. And there are people that are buying them because they might want to make some money. And I, we were talking in the pub about this earlier. Yeah. And I suspect it's a combination of all three, isn't it? And, and there is no evidence anyone's ever going to make any money out of them. Well, yeah. that's not why we would do it. It, it might happen. But, but I would certainly urge... 
Chelsea fans who care about the future of the club to go out and spend 100 quid and buy a share. You may never, ever get money back, but it, it gives you a say in, in the future of the club and the future of Stamford Bridge. Debs has left the link. Yeah, just there. Put the link no, well up. done, well done, yeah. Debs. Um, um, you, I can't really read it out. Well, if you, if you just sense. Google Chelsea pitch owners, it will take you to the site, which yeah. is a micro site on, on the club's website, and it's all on there. It will. So, I mean, anything else to report? Because obviously we're not going to know much about the planning permission for quite a while. And actually, as you say, I suspect that the, 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 the biggest issue that will come to light before then is what happens with the CPO. And there is a CPO AGM, isn't there, in January? Well, I think we'll be finding out an awful lot more about precisely what the club wants to put on the land that is Stamford Bridge very, very soon. What's happening with the hotels? Has that been, been worked on? And the, the design I saw, there's obviously no yeah, room the, for the well, hotels. The, the, so. issue, the issue document, which is 130-odd pages of environmental impact assessment that the council you had. You always have to have that. Yeah. Um, had a plan that involved pulling down the hotels, and there's no reason to suggest that would change. But is, is that still true, that Bates owns the uh, one of the flats at the top of the well, hotels? Sources tell me that they've they've had good negotiations with all of the freeholders of all of the properties at Stamford Bridge and they're all amenable to a new solution that involves them having property somewhere else right okay in other words they're going to sell um, oh, well they've offered him but enough that money but just pushes the capital cost up yeah well I think yeah but they, I think they, they know that they're in for that so I mean you know is there anything else on this Dan watch this space okay I mean I, I just to you know kind of put a line under what, what Dan said uh, he, he's absolutely right um, whilst I fully expect that whatever the you know the people who are in charge of the project, um, which are slightly separate from Chelsea FC, it has to be said, will have done. I mean, you know, judging by what I've seen already, that they they've played a blinder throughout this process. So I actually expect them to get planning permission for this quite happily. I think the other issue is going to be what happens with CPO and uh, any approach by uh, Abramovich and the and the people who do the project to to grab hold of that. You know, grab hold of the freehold, and you know I'm not I'm not a CPO shareholder, but I will be soon. Uh, and but I've always you know sided with them, and I remember the first time that happened, I was very pro uh, keeping hold of the CPO because it's unique in football. If you talk to you know fans with half a brain of any other club in the country, nay the world, they are envious of hell about what we have got. We technically own the club. We own the ground. You know, the CPO, therefore, de facto, the fans own the ground. Give that up lightly. Give that up very lightly and you will regret it. You know, and I, and, and I think I, I was saying to Dan in the pub earlier, and I mean, it might be an old git, so I might have a different view from some other people, but I don't care whether we have a shiny new stadium or not. You know, I, I like it where we are. I'm perfectly happy to watch my football in the stadium as it is. I'd rather, you know, make sure that we keep football at that place for the next 100, next 200, next 300 years, which by having CPO owning the freehold there guarantees that. So think about it very carefully is before the, you let is, that go. Is there aim to increase the, the revenue stream then just by building a, a, a bigger ground, even though it's going to cost them so much money that we'll be yes. paying it off for, yes, of course uh, it is. for hundreds of years? Of course it is. But it, it's not, it's, it's it's the not increase just... In the court, why do you think... The, sorry, Dan. Why do you think that if you look at how many... The increase in season ticket holders in the new ground, it's about a 1,000. And, and, and of course, the, the, hosp- the hospitality will be in, Massive um, increase, 10,000 increase in As is the case, of course, with, with Bayern Munich. Is there, They go on about what a wonderful ground yeah. it is, how cheap it is. Well, the yeah. reason it's cheap is they have the well, big, biggest the Gun- hospitality in, in, in Europe. But haven't the Gunners paid off their ground now? 
It's just taking it that quickly, that quick yeah. to do. But I've, I'm under the impression this is going to take four years, yeah, and this is going to be a, 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 a better, well, a more expensive stadium. But I think they're the prices have gone up. Naming rights for a lot of money. Isn't well, of course, they will. No, I true. think the That's other true. misnomer is is that will it be know, called the bridge again? Well, it's the other point, isn't it? The, the, I think the, I, I, it'll always be called Stamford Bridge. They can sell the naming rights to Mister Tiggy Woo, Stanford and it'll still be called Stamford Bridge. But the other thing to remember is that a lot of people say, well, hang on a minute, you know, Roman's building a new stadium, he's pay- paying 500 million to do it out of his own money. Surely you can trust Roman. I don't think there's anybody out there that doesn't trust Roman. It's not Roman that I'm worried about. It's Some who- people still believe that about, about that about the CPO is that Roman is somehow trying to do a, a, a selling the ground. The, the people on Twitter I've seen well, talking about that gonna who get are just conspiracy, com- yeah. completely... You will always get conspiracy theorists. But the bottom line is it's not about Roman. It's no. about who comes after Roman. I, I do trust Roman, and I think Roman's got the club's interests at heart. Of course. He wouldn't have done what he's doing without that. No. But what happens when Roman's gone? You know? And I mean, I think Dan made a fantastic point in the pub earlier about Portsmouth. It was great in the pub. It was all in the pub. It was. I tell you, for those of you who, who, who want to have, have, sit, hear a really good show, come and see me and whoever's yeah. on the white ferry boat. record it in the pub. We could do, couldn't we? You could have two shows, two versions. Yeah, we could do There used to be a show that did that, didn't they? Yeah, I think we should do that too. Actually, it's a great idea. But anyway, the point was that Dan made was about Portsmouth, and uh, you know, Portsmouth were in good hands, and then they went through another owner, and they thought he was a good owner, and then it all went completely pear shaped after that. So it can happen. So it's a cautionary tale. It's not about whether we like or trust Roman. It's about what happens a hundred years down the line, because that is the legacy that we have by having the CPO. Anyway, we will probably do a podcast, especially on this issue when the time is right, because it is big. Uh, but uh, that'll probably be around January, I thought. Also, but, uh, what will happen to the team's fortunes when yeah. we're not playing at Stamford Bridge for four years? Well, when we're in the when we're in the in, in League Division Two, Jonathan. <coughs> Very likely. You know, well, anyway, this might be actually the plan. They're deliberately yeah. getting us to change our expectations yeah. for us to go down, and they build them, and then we just come straight up again, like Rangers. All right, very, very quickly. <laughs> not Queen's Park Rangers, Glasgow very, Rangers. Very quickly, because I know Doctor Smart's got to go, but. Um, Correct. Just a bit of news roundup as always. CFC UK is out, the new version of it's been out for a couple of weeks now, and you can get, it, of course, all the home games and all the away ones. Uh, home games, uh, it's on at the CFC UK store opposite Fulham Broadway Tube. Uh, and if you're in the States and you can't get over to London for a game, don't worry because you can still get it in the States digitally by subscribing online at cfcuk.net. And uh, you can actually get a physical copy in the USA by following the Twitter account at CFCUKUSA. Uh, and uh, get hold of Dan Lundberg on Twitter at D L U N D B E R G underscore, and he can tell you about how to get your copy of CFC UK. Now, talking of the CPO and stuff, obviously the Supporters Trust will be heavily involved in what goes on with that and uh, and the redevelopment of Stamford Bridge. And uh, uh, you should join up and 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 get involved and make your voice heard. That's what the whole point is. All you have to do is pay five quid to become a voting member. Uh, it's free for non-voting members, but, I mean, really, why would you be a non-voting member? You know, the point is to have a vote, get your voice heard. But uh, do that by going to chelseasupporterstrust.com. Uh, attend the meetings. We had an SGM the other week, which was a cracking one, actually. We had uh, Alison Gurdon and uh, Melanie Cook there to talk about the legal ramifications of stewarding and policing. Very interesting it was, too. Uh, we've got a Christmas party coming up on the 5th which Debs has already tweeted to say. It's actually after the Bournemouth game in the Fimbra Arms. It's free to come along, I think, isn't it, Debs? Yeah, it's free to come along. It'll be in the cellar. Come and have a drink with us and have a Christmas drink with us after the Bournemouth game. That is the official Chelsea Supporters Trust Christmas party this this Saturday. It is. Very festive. Yeah. Well, early. Get in there early, mate. 
Yeah. We drink for a whole of Christmas. So do that. Uh, and as I said, there's a newsletter that will be due out very soon. And the membership survey went out a few weeks ago, which is well worth a look at. I'm sure if you're a member, you've received it already. But it is available on the blog site of the website. So there you go. And of course, follow the Supporters Trust at Chelsea S Trust on Twitter. There you go. Now, another thing, because I've got him coming on the show uh, next week and we love having him on the show... Yeah. Because I did the review of his new novel in this edition, uh, this month's edition of CFC UK, I thought it was very timely to do a nice little plug for This Damnation, the new novel by Mark Worrell, uh, which, very quickly, patriotism, courage, friendship, no, 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 love... No, 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 you should read it properly. Patri- Why don't you read it? Patriotism, courage, friendship, love, hate, obsession, murder, incarceration, revenge, from the back streets of Battersea and the Stamford Bridge terraces to battlefields serving crown and country and beyond... This damnation is a white-knuckle, page-turning ride into the abyss of madness. Excellent. You have just out. You have just out. Al Greg. Al Greg. I saw Al Greg at the book launch, and I said we need to get you on the show with Jonathan so we can have a voiceover off. Oh yes, yes, we must. You know, and John and he got a bit nervous. He got a bit. Why don't <laughs> Jonathan's like you know he's a bit legend? I said I know, no, no, but we, we'll you know we'll we'll have a voiceover off. You know, it'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? Yes, I could. I could tell you. What, I could really freak him out by not saying anything yeah. for the whole of the podcast. Pretend that you're really miffed because you remember I used to yeah, like yeah, wind yeah, you up and yeah, say, "Well, Albert's yeah. much better than you." Yeah, you know? I see. And I oh, told hi, you. Al. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Albert. You did better than me. Yeah, I'm actually going to go to the loo for the whole of the podcast. <laughs> okay, I know people who have done that. Really? Yeah, and then flushed whilst uh, whilst we were recording. Tell at your place. Flushed while the train was standing in the station. <laughs> he did. That was the equivalent. It was, we were the equivalent of woking that night. Uh, anyway, so uh, Mark's book is great, spanning seven decades of working class London life and embracing factual elements of popular culture such as football, Chelsea, boxing, and music. This damnation is a compelling, evocative story of unrequited love, obsession, and friendship with a visceral, thrilling twist melding the brutal legacy of war with powerful religious themes, this damnation takes the reader on a journey to the darker, the darker side, side of madness. madness. Where, and I'm not talking about the band. Uh, where paranoia and vengefulness compete for possession of the Vengeance. soul with guilt and a desire for redemption. Now, the book launch, Vengeance, uh, which I meant... Will you shut up? Thank you. The book launch for this damnation <laughs> was held Very at much. Cheam Social Club a couple of weeks back. Uh, I was there. It was brilliant. And it raised... Get a load of this. It raised £1,925 for the Poppy Appeal. Bravo. Brilliant. Yeah, well done to everybody involved. Now, the most salient point is the book is out. I wrote a review of it in CFC UK. It is absolutely brilliant. You've read it as well. I've read it, yeah, yeah. I, I felt I had to. You know, I was, I, Mark, was, I was so flattered. Did you read it first or write No, I read it first, and then oh, I really did it. I was so, so flattered to be asked by Marco to mm. write a review of it. It was wonderful. Anyway, it, you can get it from Amazon. It's 99 pence in uh, Kindle. And it's only £9.95 uh, a paperback. And I'm, I'm sure Mark will have a few copies at the CFC UK store. And knowing Mark, he will sign a few. And knowing Mark, he will probably give one away next week in a competition. But he's on the show next week. Uh, and funnily enough, that's where we are. We have had enough. This is time to go home. We will be back on Monday the 7th of December to talk about the Bournemouth game. And as I said, I'll be joined by the lovely, lovely, lovely Mark Worrell, the ubiquitous Jonathan Kidd. I'm and on again, am I? You are. You are next Monday. Being ubiquitous. I, I am well. ubiquitous. You, you are. That's why. <laughs> that, this is why you are ubiquitous. Because you are he's everywhere. He's, a, he's here. He's there. He's <laughs> every fucking where. Jonathan. Jonathan. All right. And uh, finally, I think our last representative will be Clayton Beerman. Although I have to ask him very nicely because he did say originally that he wasn't 59. free. But I think the fact that Mark's on will probably uh, entice Clayton in. Now, don't forget to follow the show on Twitter. 
at Chelsea Fancast and make sure you check out the great blogs on our website, ChelseaFancast.com, which we get up about once a year. Yes, we are that poor at putting blogs up, but I will try harder, I promise. Now, uh, also, it'll tell you how you can listen and download the show. And the other thing is, I do believe that for some reason that the podcast was not downloading on SoundCloud last week. I need to have words with them because I paid for the privilege. Great to me. I know. But I will check it out. Now, uh, don't forget, of course, to join our Facebook uh, page. Ignore the group. Go to the page. Facebook.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. Lovely. We're done. Dan, it has been monumentally wonderful having on, you on the As show. Always. Tonight. Yes, always. Dan Levine. Marvellous. Always, always, always great. So Enjoyed knowledgeable. It? Oh, it's been lovely. It's always lovely. Now, I do believe we've got you back on the Christmas edition on have the 21st. You? I haven't sent you the schedule yet, but I've noted down when you you're free. You have now. You have. So, yes, we'll see you on the 21st, which will be our Christmas show. And as I said to you earlier, uh, my plan for the Christmas show is to basically play the Chelsea version of Trivial Pursuits as given to me by Clifford Crivello. We'll just sit here and play <laughs> and see if people like those apples. Probably not. I better revise. Yeah. Well, of course, you are speaking to the winner of the Chelsea Supporters Trust uh, uh, quiz, pub quiz, yeah. which I won, and you did the questions, so you know what kind of competition you're wow, up against. You are so informed. Four trophies on that on that man. Did you beat Rick Glanville? No, thank God he wasn't there. I mean, well, Fred We only won because Martin Wickham was on my team. All right, you know, let's be fair. Jonathan, the ubiquitous Jonathan Kidd, the supreme voiceover artist of his generation. Well, I wouldn't go that far. You did a fine job on the Mort Worrell thing. Omnipotent, so. omniscient, it's omnipresent. Lovely. Would you be quiet? I'm on a, I'm on a <laughs> if you don't be quiet, I will make sure you go I'm back gonna, to Peru. I'll, I'll be more than quiet. I'll go. No, don't go. I'll yet. go. The, the I haven't said goodbye properly yet. The Beecham's ads on the box at the moment with Is the it? bloke wandering around with the bed strapped to him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing that voice. Are you? Yes, down Good. there like that. Okay. Yeah. Omnibus. And what's that? Omnibus. Omnibus. Yeah. Every, ubiquitous, ubiquitous and Omnibus. omnibus. This is probably why somebody clever. thought you were like uh, Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando. I'm a I, bit growly. I will see thee next week. I will look forward I, to it. I, I'll Lovely be, to I'll see be here. Now, last but by no means least, the very interruptive Martin but you've Dr. Missed Martin. It, haven't you? What's what? Me interrupting. Not really, no. <laughs> no. It's lovely to see you in spite of all of that and to have a beer with you before. Indeed. It's always the nicest part of the show. The when am I on again, by the way? When I've looked. I don't think you're free in December, so I might see you till January. Aren't I? I can't remember. Okay. I'm doing the schedule this week. Don't All panic. Right. Lovely to see you, mate. Safe you trip too. back to Henley. And now, as for you lovely people out there, many thanks to my guest this week, as you heard me say. Thank you to you lot for listening. See you next time. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, keep it chills. Officials! It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Oh. 
Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.